The Barroom Network presents two fired-up Bears fans. They are ready to rumble on the Bear Debate. This is David Kaplan from the Cap J Hood Show on ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. Now get ready to listen and watch the Bulls 101 with Chris and Laro. Take that, Sparkles. Hello and welcome to another edition um, of Bulls 101. Um, and I got to tell you, tonight is going to be a fun one. Um, to all our listeners, I think uh, you're obviously, if, you, if you're listening, you're, you're listening. But I think this is a perfect episode for you listeners to come check out our YouTube page, really see what we're going to be um, putting on display for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about. Um, Bulls defense and things like that. So, but before we get to that, uh, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing so great. <laughs> doing so great, man. Oh man, I can't tell you how excited I've been watching these last two games by the Bulls. We've been theorizing about it for like two months, ever since they signed a bunch of these guys in the off season. But to actually watch it in practice. And not only have some of our predictions or some of our musings about the offense, about the defense, not only have we seen them come true, 
and seen them put into practice, but I am really impressed at the level of execution on both sides of the ball. I'm especially impressed with the defense. I know we're going to get into both of the, both defense and offense tonight, but I'm just, I'm ready for a good time. I know that it's, you know, I hate preseason monikers. It's just preseason or whatever, but you can really see as we'll, as we'll see tonight, you can really see what the bulls are doing and how that can translate into the regular season. So the final score doesn't always matter because, you know, like, for example, in the Pelicans game, they were resting two of their starters. You know, when played, the Stars only played 20 minutes in a certain game, that kind of stuff. But you can really get glean a lot from the sets that are being run on the offensive end. You can look at the defense and how connected they are. Like, those things can translate. And when you, when you get two wins by 36 points, both of those <laughs> games in which the Bulls were up by close to 50 in each game, I mean – it's been really, really impressive. So I can't, I can't wait to get into it. There's no one I'd rather do it with than you. I know you got some fun stuff, uh, fun clips tonight to show us. And I, I worked really hard today. You'll be proud of me. <laughs> I spent like four and a half hours <laughs> clipping a bunch of things on on the defensive end. So, um, yeah, what, are you are you as excited as I am, or am I just man? I mean, you man, you Bulls know, Nation's crazy right now. Yeah, no, Bulls Nation. It, you know what? And they should be. And who cares about what John Hollinger is talking about? Like, honestly, the, here's the deal, man, is like, I think if you're a big follower of the Bulls and you love basketball, you understand certain things. And if even if you don't understand terminology or even what like every little thing they're doing on the floor, um, I think you can tell that training camp and practices for Billy has been amazing for him. Right. That we're seeing different excuse me, we're seeing different sets. We're seeing uh, defensively, we're seeing different things as well. And I really am, I've been encouraged um, by Billy, right? ATOs have been really nice. Uh, it, it, you could just really tell that he really needed this time that, that he has this season, last season, um, to really uh, get guys in the right roles, try different lineups in practice, and and um, just just you could just tell that this team needed to be able to have some training camp, have practices under their belt to really understand what it is. And and for a guy like Io and and Marco, these guys coming in like they have an upper um, uh, a better step into the league than than Pat did. I mean, Pat didn't have a training camp. He came right in and was like, I, I got to go. Like, I got to go. So, um, you know, for Io and Marco to have these different things, uh, the, these uh, opportunities to learn the offense and to play with these different guys and and learn each other's game, um, I think is huge um, for them as well. And, and obviously for the new guys in, in Vooch and, and Damar and Lonzo, being able to play off each other in practice, and it shows on the floor, man. This it's been really fun, um, and yeah, the teams that we've played, they're they're they've been a little rough. But I think if you really look at uh, how Cleveland was playing against the Bulls and how the Pelicans played against the Bulls, they kind of made the Bulls have to do certain different things each game. So um, I think you were able to see different things, and and it, it's fun, man. I, I'm I'm excited. Um, man, I'm excited for this team. I really am, man. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm telling you, man. I 
was excited before I saw this, and my excitement level is as high as it's ever been for me as a Bulls fan. I'm even wearing my Bulls jersey tonight. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I was gonna do a hat too, but I was like, all right, I don't want to. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to overdo it. But I'm I'm so stoked. You mentioned also shout out to uh, guys hanging out with us tonight. Torian, Salim, Daniel's back in the fold. <laughs> Luis, thank you guys for, for hanging out. Your comments. Um, I know you guys are, are excited as we are. Um, so let, let's talk about the, the let, let's just talk about kind of a high level real quick. I know that's your, your favorite kind of analysis. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll never let then you guys are gonna let me go. <laughs> oh inside joke, inside joke. Man, but if we just talk at a high level, you mentioned Billy Donovan and, and how you've been impressed with him. I have too. What, what we know that Billy has always had, I think his major strength has always been putting guys in the best positions to fit their skill set. He hasn't always been good at, you know, ETOs and like kind of the the in-game adjustments, X's and O's things, at least historically his teams haven't been, you know, towards the top of the league in that. And, you know, his playoff record has not been the stellar as, as some would like it to be. But as far as the, the things we've seen in the first two preseason games, the rotations have made a lot of sense. I really like what he's done keeping Zach and Vooch together and then keeping DeMar and Lonzo Ball together. You notice he kind of takes those two in pairs off the yeah. floor and on the floor. And I think it's especially important for DeMar, as we'll get into on the defensive end, um, to maximize what he can do as a defender because he's he's pretty limited or has been in the past. Now, there's some there's been some pleasant surprises on the defensive end, and there's also been kind of some expect uh, some expected uh, you know, faux pas, but I'm really impressed with what's happened on both ends of the floor. Yeah. And we can start with the defense if, if you'd like, because that's the, that's the end of the floor that I've really been impressed with. And some of the things that they've implemented that we kind of talked about, I've, I've been, I've been really impressed. So yeah, <laughs> Danny, Daniel's, Daniel's here. No, I wasn't missing this one. Appreciate you. High level Lero, this is his new nickname. Salim, man, just he's never gonna let this die either. Um, yeah, Luis, right. You can see the vets elevating to play the younger guys, bench players. Actually, I want to talk about Javante Green real quick before mm-hmm. we kind of get into the nit- the nitty gritty. But yeah, he's really shown out his athleticism and his defense. I mean he he stopped Lowry. He stopped uh, he stopped Jared Allen. He stopped rookie uh, Evan Mobley. I mean, he's he was uh, pretty phenomenal as an on-ball defender in the post. And you saw him against the Pels, where he he didn't have that quite that same role, but he was getting steals and just man, just aggressive and just lovely to see. I think he works really well with the starters because he has so much room to operate as a cutter, and yeah. he has room, you know. Uh, to be aggressive on the perimeter and, and in the post. So I, I've been really impressed with Javante. I know we'll get into that a little bit more, but the guy I really want to talk about to start off is Alex Caruso. I'm already taking a victory lap in the preseason. I love Alex Caruso. I wanted the Bulls to sign him this offseason. I had 
no inkling that they would do so. But when they did, I think he was the, I think is the most underrated signing of the entire offseason of any team. He does, and you guys, if, if you watch these first two games, you see it on both ends of the floor. He's just such a perfect glue guy. He fills in gaps wherever he needs to. He's such a good defender. He's a great passer. He just sees the floor and reads the game at a speed that is similar, I think, to Lonzo Ball. And those two on those two together on the court have been absolutely dynamite for our yeah. offense and defense so far. So I'm really excited to see the potential there. Um, so let's see. I, anything you want to get to before we actually dive into the film here? Because I, I did want to dive into some Alex Crusoe film. You know, um, I, I think before, if people have been like listening to us for a little bit, um, you you'll you'll know that we've been big fans of these guys uh you know we've talked to, I can't tell you how many episodes we've talked about Lonzo you know before he was a bull and you bringing up you know he's a realistic option and um we talked about Caruso and you know and it, it's it's crazy it's really crazy to see how well these guys are playing with each other um you would think that they have been playing with each other for you know, seasons, you know, um, how, you know, it, it's just really fun to see how this group is coming together um, so far. Um, and I, I can't even explain, you know, how watching this team has been so fun because yeah, like the, the biggest thing was, you know, defense. Right. And I, I, for, you know, for a couple games, we've seen that, these guys have bought in on that side and you can, you can tell that they're wanting to shut people up about that. You know, you, you could just see it. Like they, it's almost like they want to play on that side. Um, and man, it's just really fun. I can't wait to dive in on the Caruso deal. Um, it, it's, ah, oh man, it's been fun. I told you, Larry, I tweeted the other day, watching Caruso navigate screens is art. It's, <laughs> it's, it's watching, Leonardo da Vinci paint the Mona Lisa. Like it's just, it's just man, phenomenal what he can do. The man is so difficult to screen. So if you if you want to bring up uh, some sure. of these clips here for for Alex Caruso, we'll start this one here. If you want to um, full screen it real quick, okay. All right, so I want to play the clip here. Let's see what's oh this one. <laughs> I'll start it over. I'll start it over for you. Okay, so um just watch Cruz's activity level on this. The the ball's swinging around on New on the New Orleans side. But Alex is he's helping. He kind of like shows on a drive and then he gets right in the drive and now he doesn't get the he doesn't get the call for a charge, but he looks he sees the guy about to drive to the rim. And he, he steps right in his way and should have drawn a charge there. But you just see that activity level from Alex Caruso. So there's Sato. He's trying to drive on Caruso. He, he, you see his speed because he was beat, right? Sato had the jump on him because uh, Caruso was trying to help in the corner. He kind of, he comes back as fast as he can. Sato's got, you know, like a little bit of an advantage there. Caruso is so good at, just erasing those advantages from offensive players. He's so quick on his feet. He's got such good positioning with his feet. 
and his lateral quickness is especially good. And so he erases Sato's drive, forces Sato to pass out, and then the other guy comes in. Uh, I think it's number 13. Kira, Kyra. It's Kyra. Oh, Kyra Lewis. Okay. So Kyra Lewis comes, catches the ball at the top of the key, drives past DeMar, and Alex Caruso is waiting there to take a charge and forces Kyra Lewis to pass out to, I think, is Najee Marshall. So, I, yeah. I just don't understand how that wasn't a charge. <laughs> it should have been a charge. There were a couple. There were a couple uh, times during this game that uh, that it should have been a charge, or uh, that Caruso was right where he should have been. The guy just does things that won't show up in the box score, and it's just he's just amazing. So, yeah, that was a, a great first clip. And just his activity level in general. So, if if we want to go to the next one, I, they're all kind of in a line here because uh, I don't want you to have to load. I, I did over 30 clips here. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. So here's the second one. Uh, Alex Caruso is, I'm sorry, Najee Marshall. Did I say Najee Marshall? No, Carlos, Ky- sorry, is at the top mm-hmm. of the key. And I believe it's Jonas. Is it Jonas or no, this is um, Hernan Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. Hernan Gomez is going to come set a screen on his right side at the top of the key. Look at Caruso gets right into um, right into Hernan Gomez's body. He's just so good at navigating the screen, and then he locks and trails, and it forces it forces Kyle Lewis to pass back. Let me see here. Yeah, so you just watch. He, you know, it's really really difficult, even even when you are really really good as Alex Caruso is at navigating screens. The the Offensive player almost always gets some sort of advantage anyway. Yeah. But if you watch how fast he gets around the screen and locks and trails behind him, stays on that right hip, and Alize Johnson is there to kind of meet him and forces that pass. I just wanted to to kind of and now he gets, you know, they get a point out of that. But that's that's really good defense from Alex Caruso. All right. So if we go to the next one here. All right, Alex Cruz is going to get – there's a little um, a screen on the baseline here that he has to get around to come up to the top of the key. And then he goes around Valanchunas at the top of the key. Then he digs – he kind of digs on Valanchunas and forces this kind of tough shot against Alizé Johnson in the post. And he's just he's, – he's a guy that gives you multiple efforts on the defensive end. They try so hard to get, <laughs> to get Caruso out of there. They try to run him off multiple screens on several different plays because they know one's not going to do it. Yeah. One's not do it. Um, anything you're seeing from these so far that you want to point out before we move on? Yeah, and so like people that may not, I think some some people may look at it and be like, "Well, they still scored," but like I think I think what you're tr- what you're trying to do is break down Caruso and what he brings to the defense and how he takes you know, the offense out of that first option and forces them to go to something else. Um, yeah. And that that is what, you know, you want your point of attack guy to do. You you want him to take away that first option or, or what they want to get to and force them to do something else. Because obviously, you know, you'll take your chances with Hernan Gomez, you know, over, you know, uh, Sato coming off, you know, and it, it's just... Is if you just one. watch him, you know what I mean? Like he's just different. Yeah. So that clip back. right there, if you want to go back on that one, that one's my favorite clip of the of the whole thing. So Alex Caruso comes off two screens. <laughs> he comes off two screens, 
Stonewall Sato hasn't go all the way back to three-point line. Sato's forced to pass inside, and then Crusoe comes in and digs on Hernan Gomez and forces him into a tough shot. So he had like navigated two screens, got back in front of his man. So as you mentioned, Laro, you really want to blow up that first action. Yep. And he blows up the first action so well. And even if not, he he gets them into the toughest position possible in that action. And so even if the guy gets an advantage, Caruso will get back and uh, to negate the advantage that was created by the offensive player, the ball handler. He's, and he'll either contest a tough mid-range shot or he'll he'll like cut off a, a passing lane, forcing him to and he'll like force him right into the big, which is exactly what you want. He's so good. He's going to be so good for Tony Bradley, for Alizé Johnson, for Vooch, whoever's playing center behind him. He's going to give them so much more time to get correct positioning. Yeah. And that is as you mentioned, it doesn't matter if the ball goes in the basket necessarily. You want to look at the process. You want to give them you want to every possession is about making them take the toughest shot possible. You know, at, yep. at the at the worst possible amount of time left, right? That you want them to drag out the clock, blow off their blow up their first action, blow up their second action, force them into a tough isolation or like a mid-range runner, you know, these kind of things. So I just love what I see from Crusoe here uh, on that play specifically. Yeah, I, I I totally agree because if if you know if you look at that clip even more like even more so just watching Hernan Gomez like Hernan Gomez is trying to get to his strong his strong shoulder and he, he's there right he probably gets to a move that he wants to get to you know because bigs work on things on the block different moves on the block all the time but when you have Caruso digging boom he he knew he had to get back to another side. And Hernan Gomez isn't the type of big that can handle the ball around that area that well in tight spaces. So Caruso, once again, is just putting a big in a he, on his dig. He's he's putting a big in a situation he does not want to be in. You know, Hernan Gomez sees the size uh, mismatch with with Alize and wants to attack him, doing what he, a move that he wants to in that particular situation. But Caruso, by digging, just takes him all the way out of it. So I mean, just good stuff, man. It's, that's what it is. I also love, if you go back to that one real quick, I love the positioning of Zach and Stanley Johnson on this. They're they're on the uh, the weak side uh, baseline along the key. Well, Zach's at the on the baseline mm-hmm. uh, at the key, and then Stanley Johnson's at the elbow. So as as Hernan Gomez is now, you got Alizé Johnson in front of him. You got Caruso digging in from behind. He's forced. You know, he thinks he's got a mismatch. Caruso comes in, pressures him, and then right as Caruso comes in to pressure him, Zach and, and Stanley have their eyes back and forth on the swivel, and they're they're standing right in the passing lanes. So he's, he's cutting off the pass for Hernan Gomez, so it forces Hernan Gomez to either make an errant pass, and we've seen so far in two preseason games the opposing offenses, when they get in a tough situation, try to try to make a little pass to get back out. Yeah. And – Lonzo, Caruso, Zach have gotten tons and tons of steals. Javante Green's got tons of steals off those types of actions because they're cut off the passing lanes. They know if the defense, if we do our jobs, he's either going to have to shoot a contested, you know, mid-range shot, or they're going to have to pass out. And yep. we know exactly where they're going to pass because we know Alex Caruso, Alizé Johnson, you know, Demar, uh, Lonzo Ball are right where they should be. 
So it's all about making the offense do what you want them to do rather than what the offense wants to do to you. And that's, I think, the, the purpose of the defense here. So as I love, I love that positioning there. And there's that position you'll see on a bunch of different clips here. So if we go to the next one. You uh, also real quick oh, yeah. too, like uh, TBJ as well, you know, just being in good position because Hernan is looking for that, that back door here and mm -hmm. it's, it's just not there. So again, everybody's just being in good position. That, that's really what it is. It's like you said. And we'll talk about Troy Brown Jr. Because he gets back cut in the first game by uh, Darius Garland. And the second game against the Pelicans, he was much, much better at making sure he, he was in correct position. So you saw there, he was making sure that when this guy cut baseline, he was right there in that passing lane to prevent that pass from happening. Yep. All right, let's see this next one here. Crusoe, oh double, two screens, gets right on, it's <laughs> right on Devontae Graham. Like, just look at this. Gets around the screen from Hart, gets around the screen from Valanchunas, beats Devontae Graham, who's pretty quick, to the rim. And it gives Alizé Johnson a chance uh, to, to come over from that high drop. Yeah. And Devontae Graham is now under the basket in the air. <laughs> with Alzay Johnson and Caruso behind him and Stanley Johnson uh, coming from the weak side along the baseline. And he he's forced to make it just a really, really tough pass. And that's all yeah. because Caruso navigated the screens, locked and trailed and got back in the play and made it really, really tough on Devontae Graham. And it just blew up that action. And I think they got a steal out of that, if I remember right. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I, I cut it off there, but the, he had a he had, he made a tough pass, and I think Lonzo Ball gets the steal there, and and then we get a free outlet. So, I, like, my goodness, man! Like the the fact that he you know he takes two, he gets one from Josh Hardy, another one from v Big Val, and the fact like he makes like we're gonna talk about it again. Because we we I think our very 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 first episode was about the drop coverage, yes, it and, was. and we didn't have a guy. Shout out Stacey King, right? Right. Uh, we didn't have a guy that, um, like for instance, right. This clip he gets hit by two, but he doesn't die. He doesn't die on the screen. He still fights to get back, which makes his job so much easier. Right. Right. Yeah. If, if if Caruso dies on that screen, it's a two on one. Right. But since Caruso is still fat, fighting back now, he, he just he he, he kind of, you know, um, you know, stabs at the at jabs at the ball handler and is still able to get back because Caruso is right here on his hip. And and that that is the subtle, the subtle things that that bull, this bull team didn't have last year. We didn't have a guy. I mean, look, Val is a big dude, man. That's that's not some small Ford or or two guards setting a screen on him that that's a big dude sticking his hip out and he gets by and look at this i mean you got lonzo here who's smart already ready to make a play you know yeah. you got you got obviously you're not going to help here but he's in good position to if he does pass he can get a hand on the ball uh you know damar is even tagging a little bit here too so it's it's, it's just like it's just good stuff man and um these are just good clips man they, they really show it, like what he what he brings you know, um, yeah, it's such a difference. And one thing we talked about and kind of theorized before we actually saw him play was the fact that they've got a bunch of guards and wings that are kind of between six, five and six, seven and all long 
Like the only one that has like that doesn't have a wingspan significantly longer than their height is Kobe White, who's out. Yeah. But you got Zach, Lonzo, Caruso, Troy Brown Jr., even Alizé Johnson. There's a clip I've gotten here later where <laughs> Alizé Johnson's the five, but they're playing they're playing one through five switch. They can switch anybody one through five. That's huge, and they're all so athletic. Javante Green, he's 6'4", but he's super athletic. Strong. I I think I under – and strong, and Stanley Johnson, super strong. Like, Stanley Johnson's a brick wall. (laughs) He's also really quick. So, I think I underestimated a little bit the defensive potential based on just their athleticism and length. I know we talked about the idea of switching, and and we'll get to that. We'll see some of these clips where, where they do, in fact, switch. Um, and I, you'll notice that they switch a lot more when DeMar or Zach is the one being put in the pick and roll. Yeah. They'll usually switch it with Lonzo or Caruso. They can make it easier on those guys. And if it's Caruso and Lonzo, they're usually not switching as often because those guys are a little bit better at navigating screens. I mean, obviously Caruso is one of the best in the league at it. Yeah. Um, but I just love, I, I love here, they've got Vooch playing in a higher, a little bit higher in the drop. Yep. Than they did last year. And then when they had Wendell and, and Gafford in the drop last year. And you see that they've got the, the low man on each side kind of digging in. Yep. Uh, the weak side and the strong side. They'll both kind of put one foot right on the edge of the key, basically. And now what you do in that instance is the what you want the offense to do is pass out to the corner three. Like that's the weakness, right? Like uh, you're you're kind of taking away that mid-range a little bit. And because you've got such good screen navigators, it removes that possibility and it forces them into making a tough pass. And you've got athletic guys on the weak and the strong side that are kind of digging in and showing. Yep. That can that can show a little bit, dig in if if you know if there's a drive, but are athletic enough to make it out and contest and get back to that corner if if that corner shot. Um, you know, if they make a pass out to the corner. So that's something I, I saw a lot in these clips uh, early on. Here's one with Vooch. Caruso is uh, is put in roll with Vooch. Sorry, I went away. Okay, so yeah, Caruso is being screened by Valanciunas. Vooch is, and this is at the, kind of on the wing, on the right wing at the top of the key. Vooch is all the way, almost at the level of the screen. Yeah. It's really high for Vooch to be, actually. Um, and now as Caruso comes around the screen, no advantage is lost. Nope. None. Caruso is so good at that screen that now Vooch is in perfect position. Uh, he, he, he's kind of showing on Caruso's guy, but he sees yep. Valanciunas coming in, diving in. And you also see Javante Green. He's showing here at the elbow. Yep. Because he sees, he sees what's going on. And I think it's Troy Brown Jr., uh, on the weak side there with, is that, yeah, yep. Jr. Yep. He's in position and he's ready to, he's ready to get in that passing lane if they want to throw it to the corner where uh, Garrett Temple is. Yep. And so now you've got a situation where I think, is, is it Devontae Graham or is it uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker maybe? I think it's Nikhil. Right here? Uh, no, with the ball in his hands. Oh, crap. Um, I'm back <laughs> a little bit. I think it is him. Is it Nikhil? Yeah, it's Nikhil. Yeah, so Nikhil is now in a really tough spot. So he gets all the way to the paint. But now you got Vooch, Vooch on one side, 
Alex Cruz on his hip, and then you got um, I think it's Lonzo behind him, so he can't make that pass. And now he's really in a tough spot. And I think he ends up. Let's see what he ends up doing here. He takes a a fadeaway jumper from the mid range. That is a perfect defensive possession from the Bulls, and it's made possible because Alex Caruso was so good at navigating that screen that Nikhil never had an advantage to take <laughs> advantage of. Never had it. And everyone else was in the right position to cut off any passing lanes. Valanciunas couldn't roll to the basket. I mean, it's just this is what we did not have last year. This So when people talk about the Bulls being a, a bottom five defense, they just don't know what they're talking about because they're, they're looking at individual pieces and they're looking at the prior, like the prior idea we had of their individual defense, but defense is a team concept. It's a team thing. And if you've got guys that are athletic and on a string, it doesn't matter as much if the individual guy is a weak individual defender. If you got guys on a string and especially with Vooch here, Vooch doesn't have to be a world beater on defense. He just has to be in the way and big. And yeah. That's what he can do. And if you've got guys like Lonzo, Caruso, Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr. out on the perimeter that can just give you that half second to, you know, just that little half second uh, extra time to get in the right position, you've taken away, you've taken away so much from the offenses that they're not going to be able to take advantage of Vooch in the way that that I think a lot of national people think that they will be able to. So I've been so encouraged by, by this and the personnel is what makes it possible. Having guys like Javante, like Caruso, like Lonzo, who are smart and in the right position and athletic makes that possible. Yeah. (laughs) No, dude. Hey, look, I love it. I'm loving everything I'm hearing right now. So rant on brother. But like, one of the things I love too, right, is something so simple, but it's something that doesn't necessarily happen all the time. And that is like Vooch, right? He's in position. As soon as the shot goes up, he's got an arm in Val's chest, and Val's not going to get that rebound. So, you know, he takes the best rebounder on their team out of the picture, and and it's just – it's just like the little stuff like that, that, that you have to notice, right? Like yes. defensive rebound, like Vooch as well is another great person on, de- uh, uh, on defense as well and drop because a big part of playing defense is when you get teams to miss is to rebound the ball. So, um, and that, that's what he does really well. And on that play, he couldn't get it. So he boxes man out. So somebody else on this team can get it and just, uh, just stuff that you just love to watch. You know what I mean? Like I'm That's just, beautiful. I'm happy, man. I am. I think there's, I think there might be one more here. Yep. Okay. So there's one more. I think it's Hernan Gomez screening yep. Caruso at the top of the key, kind of on the left, uh, left, left wing a little bit. And yep. I believe that's eight is Kyrie. Is that Najee. Uh, no, it's Najee Marshall? Yep. Najee Marshall's the ball handler coming around. Vooch is right at the nail. Look at that. I think it's Lonzo that comes in. So this is the only screen I could find out of two full games where Caruso lost a step on the screen. But you notice Lonzo Ball comes in and he takes away the advantage that Najee Marshall gets. So watch watch here. Comes around. Lonzo Ball sees it. 
and just does a little bit of dig, and that forces that forces Najee Marshall to take a little like a a bigger dribble than he wanted to, and slows him down. And in that half second, they end up switching the play, and then you see Caruso now is on is on Hernan Gomez uh, <coughs> boxing him out. But that that little bit of communication, and you see the the smarts from Lonzo there that he he sees Alex Caruso, you know, in a in a tough spot. And he immediately digs in just just to give him that little half second, right? Where where Najee Marshall has to react. Yeah, he has to dribble a different way. He just has to just change his movement just slightly. And these guys are such good athletes that they can get right back into the play so well. So, yeah, those are the ones I had specific on Caruso. He's involved in a lot of different plays and, and the rest of uh, these things. But I wanted to show him as kind of the the guy on the ball. Uh, in, in, at the point of attack and just show you how amazing he is at point of attack defense. He's so good at screen navigation. He's so good at multiple efforts, being in the right position. And he's just strong and he's fast and he's in the right spot every single time. It's just, I mean, it's phenom- It's just a phenomenal defensive player. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, I th- I, again, I just got to point out again that like <laughs> – the uh, New Orleans is doing a really like in this set here, they did a really good job in terms of like isolating Vooch in the middle because, you know, you got Deon, uh, Devontae Graham. He's he's lifting what they call also call it shaking up um, the wing and you got the space spaced out over here. So it's really Vooch just like with all this paint and uh, Lonzo definitely digs. But if, if Vooch isn't in the right spot, I mean, he still would be able to get you know, to the bucket. And I, I just, I, I just hate the, the, the slander that Vooch gets sometimes because this stuff matters. Yes. You know, Lonzo's dig is huge in this play, but also, I mean, just take a look at that defensive stance here. I mean, this is a big dude. His feet and his body are ready to take on this, this, this attacking player. And, again man like yes Vooch isn't he's not Rudy Gobert he's not you know you know Mitchell Robinson or 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 uh, Bam he's not but he is just really good at being in the right spots and again being big like that that, this is what you need in the middle right yeah I just Again, man, it's stuff that you got to love about this team, man. They, they definitely – you could tell that this team definitely has a chip on their shoulder on this side of the ball. You can see it. You know, yeah. they, they hear all the chatter. They hear the John Hollingers, the – everybody, everybody, you know, talking about this team. So I, you could just really tell the energy they play with on this side of the ball. That's It's been so frenetic and so encouraging to me uh, to, to watch all that. So, um, yeah, that so those are some on Caruso. As you mentioned – it's all the little things. Defense, I think Lonzo said it in his post-game presser the other night. Defense is about effort, mostly. It's about effort and being on a string. If you if you give good effort and you communicate with your teammates, you're going to be in good position uh, you know, to help. You're going to be in good position on, on these different plays uh, to make the defense work. So, um, yeah, uh, Luis has had a question about uh, working against Embiid. He also said, you know, this defense will annoy Trey Young. <laughs> if if they play a little bit higher in the in the drop in this way, and they got guys like Caruso and Lonzo on on Trey, I think it's going to go a lot better than it did last year. That's for sure. The um, 
So the the annoying Trey Young is when you play the Hawks and they're going to run there, th that double drag is going to come. That's their bread and butter. That double drag screen for Trey, that backside of the defense, that's where you're going to get tested because, you know, John Collins, um, Capella, these dudes don't jog. They sprint on a roll like they're going to run through the wall. So guys on the back end have to be connected. So um, that's going to be a test. You know, like I, I can't wait to play a team like the Hawks to really to see that backside of the defense because we know the point of attack is going to be there. Like Caruso is going to be there to to frustrate uh, Trey and Kevin Herter, uh, Bogdan. He's going to frustrate them. But when Bogdan, all those guys can really pass the ball pretty well. So that backside of the defense, you know, when Z Levine's back there, when Troy's back there, um, hopefully when Pat is back there, hopefully, the, you know, these teams, they're, they're very good at trying to get guys that they want to be on the back line of the defense to be there. So that's really going to be something to look out for, to see in those types of sets, how well we do play on the backside of the, um, the defense. So we got a question here, both Luis and, and Salim kind of asked about um, in a situation where you're facing Philly and Embiid, how would this defense work against him or would you change it up and do something else um so for Embiid here's the deal man Embiid is is you know one of one like there's not many bigs like Embiid that can take you to the block that can you know because you can do so many things with Embiid um so you just gotta first of all you gotta see what what's going on with Ben Simmons you gotta see what that team is gonna look like um because I think with the guy like Joel Embiid, man, that's gotta be that's gonna be tough. He he is a game wrecker, man. Um, defensive uh, coaches are gonna be up all night to see what they can do against Joel Embiid. Um, but if you're gonna play at the level, um, if, and it looks like they're gonna play at the level a little bit higher with um, Vooch and and really drop him back. Um, but again, th th that's where you know if Embiid pops, right? Vooch is going to have to get there or there's going to have a, there's going to have to be a pre-rotation to get up there to Embiid. So again, these are the type of teams that are really going to test your defense really and see how well they are going to rotate, how well they are going to communicate. Um, and so you just got to see, man, but um, if you're going to play drop and it's got to be higher, um, it's got to be higher where uh, we've seen in these clips um, where Vooch has been. So um, man, if I had to choose a defense, man, and beat is tough because you could do there's, so many things with him, man. There's he's gonna get his. Like, yeah, there's not much you can do deal. to stop him. You just you just want to make him uncomfortable and make him maybe pass. If he's if he's hot, force him to pass. So his mid-range jump shot has been really good. Last season it was really good. Yeah, so his face-up jumper is nice. He's so it. it's tough, man. It depends. I think it depends on who's going to be in the corners. You know, yeah. if, if you if you don't have great corner shooters, play higher, make yeah. it force him to pass to the corner. If not, if you you know, if you think you can contain him at the rim, maybe drop back a little further. I don't know. It depends on if yeah, if his three point shot is working, you can't you can't you can't let him pick and pop uh, unless you unless you can trust the guy out there. Maybe yeah. maybe that's a situation where you'd have Pat kind of be out on the perimeter with his size. Um, I don't know, because Vooch, Vooch coming out to the three-point line on a consistent basis against Embiid is probably 
don't know. I don't think it would be sustainable, but that's a really interesting question. I would, I would, I can't wait to play Philly and see what Billy wants to do with that. So listen, we're already 45 minutes in and I've gotten through one of my four <laughs> clips and then we got to go through all of the offense too. So um, let's, we'll, we'll try and, and go through this next one a little bit faster here. So let's go to the one about DeMar because I want to, I want to highlight some of the good things that DeMar has done and some of the bad things that DeMar has done or some of the challenges that, that DeMar presents. So what is this? I think I, <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> this is some, this is some stuff from last year. Okay. Let's move, let's do a different one then. Let's do a different one. <laughs> I must have sent you the wrong one on DeMar. So I do want to mention one thing on DeMar, though, even if we don't have the clip. So you can go to the Lonzo one. But um, yeah. so some of the things that DeMar did, he got caught on a a pin down, a, a pin down screen. So DeMar is, is not good at all at navigating screens. You watch Caruso navigate the screen, and you watch DeMar navigate the screen. <laughs> like DeMar trips and tripped and fell on a screen at least twice that I saw yeah. in, in the film that I reviewed. Um, and then he, he, he just gets caught on it. Like he, he doesn't navigate the right way. And so he hits the big in the worst way and, and just, it really screws up the defense. And I, so it's going to be a challenge, but I think having Lonzo and Caruso there is one of your best situations because they're so good at helping that the clips that I was planning to show, I guess it might be a good thing. So we don't have to spend 50, <laughs> but, but basically when DeMar gets caught up on a screen, you see Lonzo and Caruso come in from the wing or come in from the side and, and help and just dig a little bit, just show and give Vooch a little bit of extra time or give Alizé Johnson a little bit of extra time. I really like the the bench lineup, as I mentioned before, of DeMar and, uh, and Lonzo Ball together. Yeah. I really think you need one of Lonzo or Caruso or both with DeMar on the floor at all times. Yeah. Um, just the defense they provide, the shooting is really, really key. I think Kobe's going to be a really key factor there. Turban Jr. also is, is was really good with DeMar on the floor. And I thought Alizé Johnson did a great job as well. Like that lineup, if you think of a lineup with um, Caruso, uh, Caruso, Kobe, DeMar, Alizé Johnson, Turban Jr. as your five, uh, uh, as your five on the floor, um, not not your center. I want to be clear on that. Uh, <laughs> Turban Jr. is not a center. Or if you want to switch out Lonzo and Caruso, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's a good lineup where you have you have good spacing, good shooting, and you got some defense there and some switchability for the guards. But Demar is going to be an issue. I did. There was one really great defensive rotation that he made. Yeah, there was, there was a play where he was on the weak side on the baseline guarding the guy in the corner. So he was the low man in the situation. And the guy came around the pick and roll, saw that Vooch had to step up and was kind of just out of position. And DeMar makes the right rotation, helps the helper, because Vooch stepped up to help. And then DeMar cuts over on the baseline and meets, I think it was... Jarrett. It was Jarrett Allen at the rim and blocked yeah. Jarrett Allen at the rim. And he just made a tiny rotation. It was beautiful. Beautiful. So... <laughs> I wish I had the clip. I'm, I'm sure you guys can find it. I think some people pointed out on Twitter as well. But I, I loved that clip of Demar 
And he also had another, he had another one where he was on the ball and he just swallowed up the guard that he was guarding at the rim, uh, just contained them all the way to the rim and blocked him at the rim and stole the ball. So if DeMar can just be passable, if he can just make the right rotations and be in the right spot, I think you're going to be in a much better spot. Are you trying to find it right now? Yeah. Uh... I put it. Uh, da, 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 da. You put it in your bookmarks. Um, I actually clipped it. I just gotta remember where I put it. I'll just. We can come back to it if you want. <laughs> yeah. No. But no. No. Dude. Like. It, like Demar. What I've been kind of. Was giving me optimism about Demar is, um, he. You could tell he's trying, right? Yeah. You could. You could tell the that. There. Yeah, the F, the effort is definitely there. Um, I just, it's again. I think we talked about it uh, before we even got Demar, and when we, um, you know, people were like, "Oh, we should get Demar," and and me and you were kind of like, you know, let's wait and see what else we add to this team before yeah. um, we say that we should get Demar. You know, because that's going to be tough when you're going to have Demar, Vooch, and Zach on the floor at all times. Uh, well, a bunch of times. Um, and for sure enough, once Caruso was signed and Lonzo was signed all together, yeah, definitely, definitely so would I'm love gonna, to have DeMar. Um, yep. So, now you got the right balance. Now you got the right balance. Exactly. So I have, actually have the clip queued up if you if you want to see it. Awesome. Okay. So I think it's Ricky Rubio here with the ball in his hand. Yep. Lonzo ball at the point of attack. And Vooch is guarding, I think it's either Mobley or Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. So Zach comes around the screen. It goes under the screen and gets rescreened. And Vooch comes up to help. And Jared Allen rolls right to the rim. And DeMar sees this. He's already kind of on that. He's on the baseline uh, with his foot, you know, right on the edge of the key there. Steps right over as the pass is being made to Jared Allen. And right as Jared Allen passes it, he's already right in the air. Perfect rotation, perfect, perfect, perfect. That's exactly what he should have been doing. Uh, where, see, one of the things is when you, when a big is rolling to the rim, if you're late, he already has the ball in his hand and yep. he's already either at the rim or he can make that pass to the corner. And so you're giving up an easy shot. Corner three is a great, great shot in basketball. And so is, you know, a shot at the rim. Yep. If you get there early, now you're catching him. You're you're getting there as he's catching the ball in that pick and roll, and now he doesn't have the opportunity to make the decision to pass because he's got to deal with you as he's catching the ball. And now he doesn't have a shot at the rim either. So that's why it's so important to help the helper in this situation and to make and to have Demar as a low man make that rotation. If he had made that rotation half a second later, Jared Allen would have just gone up for a dunk over Demar. Because Demar would have been late, or he would have seen uh, Isaac Okoro in the corner there, and he would have made the pass for corner three, which is it was a high efficiency shot. So I love that. This is one of the most encouraging clips I've ever seen of Demar on defense. <laughs> yeah, and it happened, you know, six minutes, seven minutes into the, into the first quarter against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, um, he he is definitely um, he's trying. You know, and that's all you can really ask for from a guy like Demar, really, because um, he's not going to turn into Tony Allen. 
He's not going to turn into anybody of the, of that ilk. So it, all you can ask for as a coach and as a fan is to see him give effort. And as long as he's given up, given effort, um, that's all you can ask for, man. Yeah. What's up, Marcus? Nice to see you, my man. Nice to see it's, you. Yo, yo, what's up? Doing man? some film, doing some film reviews. So, all right, we, I, I got a next one here. Got some of Lonzo and then I kind of just wanted to show what the defense looks like, what, what, what they're trying to run in general. So if you want to pull up the one with Lonzo here, we'll set this one up. Uh, so I got a couple of Lonzo being screened just to show you kind of that Lonzo isn't as good as Caruso when he gets screened. So here's Devonte Graham is the ball handler. Uh, Lonzo gets screened by Jonas Valanciunas. He gets around it fairly well, but he is behind, but he does a great job of locking and trailing in He's right on Devontae's hip, right behind him. And it and just that pressure forces him to make that pass. You see Vooch here, he's backpedaling towards the rim. And you see Javante Green as well. And Zach Levine on the other side. They're the they're the low men on each side on the weak and the strong side here. And so they kind of just take a little bit of step in. And, and you see they're looking right at the ball handler, waiting for him to motion where he's gonna where he's gonna put that ball. And so he ends up putting it in the in the in the strong side corner and Zach goes out and is able to, to get a decent contest and it's almost an air ball. So can I say something really quick? Yeah. I don't want to talk about this whole time. I, I just want to say that that play makes me proud and it's not, it's not Lonzo. It's I think last year, every bull fan, every bulls fan will know what I mean by this. And look at that close out by Zach. That, what I think, I think when you play basketball, I think a lot of people think, you know, you got to jump to contest. You got to, you got to try to block a shot. There aren't many people that can block shots like this. If Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, bam, their elite defenders may be able to jump and block shots at the three point line. But if you're not those guys close out, just like Zach did, right? Close out control with a hand up. If he makes it over a, a good close, a good closeout with a hand up, you tip your cap. That's how you stay away from fouling three-point shooters. And that's what we had a problem with last year. And just the fact of that closeout lets me know that these guys have looked at film. They have talked about that probably because it was a big uh, Achilles heel for this team last year, uh, especially in clutch moments. But um, it, it, it like that right there makes me feel good. I, I, just watching that as well lets me know that these guys have been have been practicing and understand what a control closeout is. And and yeah, man, that's all I really had to say. I I just really really love that. No, it's great. He, he does he does a hard closeout, but he he doesn't do a flyby. But he gets over. You see, he gets over to the right side, gives gives the shooter room to land, but gets a hand up in the air. And that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. And then you look at the rebounding. It's like gang rebounding. So uh, Valanciunas, as you said, Vooch has his elbow right in his chest again. Yep. And that gives Javante Green and Lonzo Ball a chance to pick up that ball and then start the break. So that was a great first play there. Uh, all right, so this next one, let's see. Lonzo Ball is – and oh, they're going to do a little dribble handoff here Yep. with Javante Green. I love this. This is about Javante Green. Javante Green anticipates oh the screen. Gosh. He knows it's coming. Gets right in the middle of it and gets a steal out of it. 
it just wedges himself right between those two players and just blows up the handoff. My gosh. He's really smart. Just a really smart basketball player. He does this twice in a row, <laughs> I believe. In two possessions in a row, he blows up he blows up their play and gets a steal out of it. So I just that was I just like that. I know it's not a, not a whole lot there, but just blows it up. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of this though. So like nope. we we are go- as Bulls fans we're going to love these types of plays because we didn't have people that were willing to get their nose dirty and and play this way on the defensive end. Um and again, may- maybe it would have helped if there was a training camp and Billy could really push what he wants on that end. But again, I still don't think we had guys like doing this type of stuff. So, yeah. No. Yeah. All right, so next one here, Lonzo's at the top of the key, Devontae Graham's ball handler. They're running some action on the baseline here. Uh, put Zach in a, in like a, a down screen. It was or a cross floppy screen. action, floppy action. Yeah, okay, so see, this is why I'm, I'm still trying to get all the lingo here. But yeah, put the floppy action, and they get, I think it's uh, Mikhail Alexander, top of the key, and then you got Javante Green on the baseline guarding. Yeah, this is the other play that I was talking about. The I guarding, I think, is Najee Marshall. Where's I think Murphy? Murphy, I think. I think. No, it's Najee. He's Najee. You're right. Najee. It's Najee. Okay. And Javante is in good position. And just this little swipe in there. Gets the swipe. Gets the steal. Lonzo. Watch Lonzo. Anyways, he goes away. But Lonzo just immediately bolts to transition. He knows what's happening here. Yep. He's already ready to go. He's like, give me the ball, Javante. Let's go. go. All right. Here's the next one against Cavaliers. So this one's got uh, Javante against Mobley. Mobley, as Amin was saying. I feel bad because Adam Adam probably got tons of texts after that. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's usually really good. Like he he made sure because Nikola Vucevic, his name gets said wrong all the time. People say Nikola, but it's Nikola, or no, it's Nikola. See, it's see, I'm gonna get it wrong now. Because uh, for, for Nikola Mirotic, it was Nikola Mirotic. Mm-hmm. I think for I think for Vooch, it's Nikola, but it's not Vucevic. It's Vooch, Vucevic. So two uh, C H, Vucevic. But most people say Vucevic. So anyways, uh-huh. Adam means really good at that stuff. So when he said when he said Mobley instead of Mobley, I was like, yeah. oh, he's gonna kick himself for that one. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so Javante Green's Garden Garden Mobley here on the on the left wing. And just, it just has a great time here. It's just a great time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> just blocks it right at the my right. goodness, man. Anyways, that was fun. Javante has been really fun these first two games. Yeah, he has. I, I love. I just love how. Be, I love how aggressive they're playing on the defensive end. And in order to be to feel comfortable playing aggressively, you have to trust the people behind you. Yes, you have to trust the other guys on the floor. If because if you play aggressive defense. And you gamble, you know, because that involves you gambling for a steal, or you're digging, you're you're putting your hands in there, you're trying to blow up a screen. If you can't trust the guys behind you, you are hurting, you're gonna be hurting the team. Yes. If you go for gamble for a steal, now you're out of position. Now they've got an advantage, now it's five on four. But if you trust the guys behind you and they know, know what you're doing, it empowers you. Yep. When we had Chris Dunn, when we had Chris Dunn, that's I think that's why Boylan felt so strongly about the 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 blitzing scheme that, that he ran on defense is because he knew Chris Dunn and Wendell Carter could play aggressively and could play in that scheme. And Chris Dunn was so good on the perimeter 
that it was, you know, it was pretty effective. <laughs> it had a pretty yeah. good defensive rating, even yeah. though they ended up giving the problem is they ended up giving up a lot of corner threes and dunks because when it didn't work, the other guys, the other three guys couldn't be trusted on defense and didn't make the proper rotation. So, anyways, having having guys like Caruso and Lonzo are huge. Devontae allows them to play aggressively, and that makes Vooch's job a lot easier. So, yeah. anyways, I've, I've said enough on that. Okay, so here's one in transition. I think this is Caruso. Caruso and Lonzo. I love, man, I love watching these two guys. So they're both here on the perimeter. They're just making Devontae Graham and, and uh, Nikhil Walker-Alexander, they're making their lives so difficult here. Uh, so if you want to just play this, that look at just their heads on the swivel. They're in the right position. They're like they see the same play. You see them walking almost with each other in unison. Yeah, that's crazy. They just they just know. So that right at the end of the play, right at the end of the play. Okay, if you go back here a little bit further. So Lon, right where Lonzo gets screened. Okay, so Lonzo gets screened. Does a great job of screen navigation. Gets right on Devonte Graham's hip as Vooch meets him, kind of at that right elbow. Devontae is going to take this. It looks like he's going to take this pull-up three and then decides to uh, pass it to a rolling Valanchunas. Caruso sees this as it's happening, and even though it looks like he's going to take a pull-up three, Caruso's like, uh-uh, I see, Vooch, mm -hmm. I see uh, Valanchunas rolling to the rim. Gets right in his way. And watch this. So he makes the pass. And now, oh, now see, because he made the right rotation at the right time, he's already there for like he's already guarding him in his shirt before Valanciunas even catches the ball and so Valanciunas has to make a quick decision and just tries to pass it because he has nowhere else to go and and because he sees he sees uh DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine in the corners here they're 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 the ones helping from the corners they're they're all ready to meet at the rim he has he's forced to make this pass to the corner here good stuff you you know i'm i'm sitting here and i'm, I'm watching this still and i just can we talk about like we haven't uh, zach levine i just want to say i'm so proud of that dude because oh i got some clips um he's, he's, doing, he's doing well like the the fact that he's here right that's already nice because I think he knows, okay, I can come down harder on uh, since I'm on the strong side because Vooch can easily rotate over there to Garrett Temple. And then if if that passes out there, you know, DeMar can get here, boom. He could, it, it's just everything in this still makes sense. And I, I love it, man. You could just, I, again, the energy on this side of the ball is apparent, man. I, I feel like this these guys have something to prove. And and you could just tell, and I I love everything about it. Yeah, they they know it, they know it. So yeah, you can keep playing this one. Um, all right, so here's another one. This is one where um, Lonzo gets gets uh, a cross screen here at the nail, and then <laughs> Demar, <laughs> sorry not Demar, Caruso gets tries to get screened by uh, and just makes up ground. Is now in position in the key. So you see, you see Valentino tries to screen Lonzo or tries to screen Cruzo, no advantage created. While Lonzo comes around, uh, keeps right on his hip and puts Alizé Johnson in, in perfect position to contest. And they, and 
if you look at where he takes that shot, because Osato comes over to, I think that's uh, Najee, right? At the I, think, no, I think uh, Kira. Kira. I, I don't know why I keep confusing those two. I apologize to, to both those players. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a little, it's a little grainy. That I just can't see. I can't tell who's there. Uh, but it gives Alex Johnson just a, a quick second here to get right in front of him. And Alex Caruso immediately looks towards Valanchunas and Sato, who are kind of trailing, yep. and immediately tries to get a body on both of those guys to prevent them from getting a pass and get the rebound. Just, man, it's so smart. It's just smart defense. <laughs> Where has this been? I know. And here it is, man. Here it is. Lonzo going to get the board. Crusoe's already leaking out. Yep. Already leaking out. This, this just... That's the thing. It, they talked about this. They talked about this, and they said, hey, you know, uh, Billy Donovan showed us film of championship teams and their defense and what and the commitment they had to make on that end. Yep. And their defense, not only important because obviously you want people not to score, but it fuels their transition game, which is one of their major strengths because they've got Caruso and Lons, who are both great, great, great transition passers and playmakers. And you've got guys like DeMar, DeMar, Zach, Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green. You got so many guys that kill it in transition they're just so good you got kobe with the pull-up three you got vooch as a trailer three you've got so many guys that are great in transition and you've got two ball handlers who thrive in transition as playmakers in, in uh alex caruso and lonzo ball so their commitment to the defensive end generates steals now we're not gonna we're not gonna average we're averaging like 11 and a half or 12 steals or something in game right now. That's not, that's not going to be it, but I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be top 10 in steals. And if we're top 10 in steals, our transition is going to be phenomenal. We're going to have so many easy points. And as we've talked about so many times, when you are putting the ball in the basket on defenses that aren't set, it is demoralizing to opposing yeah. defenses. It's just demoralizing to the opponent and they're going to be, and every time you score in transition, that makes the, their offensive job so much harder because now they're facing a set defense. I just – this is why the Bulls are not going to be in the bottom five defensively. It's just not going to happen because their yeah. offense is going to be phenomenal, as we're going to talk about later tonight. And their defense, if they can keep up this kind of defensive energy and this kind of connectivity – and it's amazing that these guys have played two games ever – like the, the fact that they are so connected at this point is really, really impressive for how little they've played together. Uh, yeah. I'm just really impressed with the commitment on this end. Um, so anyways, uh, that's that clip. And let's see what we got next. Oh yeah. Just uh, so that one was a, a shot that did go in, but I, I liked, I liked this one here. So Lonzo got Lonzo got cut up on that screen. He gets screen there. Let's see here. Sorry, I, I feel bad for the audio listeners only in this week. <laughs> we do a bunch of film. I hope yeah. you guys get some of this, but at a minimum, the excitement. But we're trying to explain the, the best we can the way these plays are going down. So Lonzo gets screened by Valanchunas uh, going left towards the base or towards the towards that left wing. Alizé Johnson is in at the uh, at the left elbow here. And Alex Caruso is on the strong side corner. And look, he's right in the passing lane. Yep. 
Look where he is. He's right in the pass lane for Sato in the corner. He is ready. He's ready where he needs to be. So here he comes. Lonzo gets caught up on the screen a little bit, just a bit. But you've got Caruso right there and Alizé Johnson in right position, and it forces uh, – this is Murphy. No, this is all. This is uh, Kira Lewis again. Sorry. Yep. Forces Kira Lewis to, to take a contested pull-up 19-footer from that wing, which is – and he makes that shot. But that's a shot you can live with. Yeah. That's a shot you can live with. That's no a doubt. shot you want them to take. They'll live with that all day long. I think that went off the front end. Did he miss? I think he did miss. I think he missed short right off the rim. Oh, well, even better. <laughs> I know, right? That's the, that's the shot. See, but this, to me, that result doesn't matter. It's all about the process of how you got there. So even though, even though, uh, Carlos was able to create a small advantage when Lonzo got caught up on that screen because yeah. Alex and Alize were in good position. The advantage was negated and, you know, he had to just pull up and take a pull up shot. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't have Valentino's rolling to the rim because Alize was in the right position and you had DeMar who was on the weak side kind of showing down low there. So all right, almost done with this one here. I think we've got like two more clips in this one. So this is oh just a switch. You saw you saw one. Um, I actually maybe I missed it. Maybe this one isn't a switch, but I think they did switch this one. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so they switched that screen. Now Lonzo's at the top of the key with Javante or uh, Devonte Graham. No, I'm tripping. They didn't switch. I'm tripping. I'm so tripping. <laughs> It's just it was just so swift that it looked like it was never mind. Yeah, no, it wasn't a switch. Yeah, no screen. Maybe they do it later in the play. I can't remember what, what this one's about. Let's see. Uh Lonzo. Oh, the hammer screen. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is where actually Zach, this is one of the few times I saw Zach uh play poor defense. So if you watch Zach on this this play, he gets he gets a little back screen by Valentunis here, and his man cuts the corner. And you can tell you, Zach knows immediately that he's in trouble. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he turns around like, wait, what? Where'd it go? Yeah. And he got a he had a wide open three off that hammer. So uh he misses it. But that was that was one of the, the few defensive miscues I did see. And this was early uh, or late in the first of that New Orleans game. Yeah. So I think we got one more here on this one. Uh Oh, Troy Brown Jr. I love this. Uh, so he, he makes a shot here, but I just liked the effort I saw Troy Brown. So Troy Brown gets screened by Hernan Gomez. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit behind on the play uh, for Kyra Lewis, but he, he collects himself, gets right into that spot there, and is able to kind of just, just be a small deterrent to make him make that decision earlier than he wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, if Kara's knocking that down, at, you know, hey, <laughs> tip the cap. Now, you said you saw a lot uh, early in the offense uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. Valanciunas was cooking. Yeah. He was getting some open looks, but like those are looks there. There were like short jumpers, uh, contested jumpers. Like those are the ones you're, you're willing to give up. Yeah. And no one else was really scoring. Yeah. Now, if Zion was playing, this probably would have been played out a lot differently because Zion has incredible rim pressure. And mm -hmm. the only person on our team that I think has any chance of guarding Zion is probably Patrick Williams. 
because he did last year. He did actually, he was really effective good job. last year. Yeah. The only other person is maybe Stanley Johnson is the only other person I try to put on him defensively. But yeah. that would have been a fun wrinkle to see. Because I don't think Javante, first, for as great as Javante is, I don't, I don't think <laughs> Javante Green can, can stay in front of Zion. Now, to be fair, almost no one in the league can. But Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. All right, so here's one more from this Cavs game. Uh, there's a – oh, there's a little – I think Matt Thomas gets a little like uh, – uh, what's it called? A pin down screen. Oh, and here's this is the one where Troy Brown Jr. gets back cut in that first game. You see him, he just loses his man for just a second. He just loses sight of his man. So I think it's uh, Garland. Is it Garland? Sexton. Oh, Sexton. Okay. So Sexton. Set him up. Yep. Set him up for that little back, that little back cut. And now Zach also is a little bit out of position there. If you, if you can see that. He doesn't. He realizes it's too late. Yeah, that Sexton's making that cut. That that's tough because you don't want to help out a strong side corner. Um, if if anything, uh, let's see on the backside here. Let's see if they did a good job of. Yeah, see, it's actually pretty good timing because I guess you could. You want Zach to be there, but then if Sexton Sexton gets stopped, that's a you know Lowry can we know Lowry, Lowry can knock that down. I, I just think. This side should have been ready to go, uh, but they did a good job of interchanging. So they were a little bit, they yeah, weren't about that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that that's just TBJ has got to do a better job, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that's what I had there. And then I had some Zach clips. So we'll just do, we'll just do a couple Zach clips and then, then we'll move on to the offense here because I've taken up way too much time. Hey, man. I, but here's the thing, though. I, I'm, I think this makes sense because we already know they're going to score. We, we know that. I think Bulls fans need to see the defensive side of the ball, right? I, I think this is the the, the, un, the, the the question. No matter how much confidence you have in this team, every Bulls fan knows in the back of their mind, they're like, man, is this defense going to be good? So, you know, you're lying to yourself if you haven't thought about it. So I think I think it is good that um, that we have been this long on defense because I think it is huge to really get an understanding of – how they are doing on this side of the ball. All right. So if we want to move here, uh, if you want to do full screen on this one. Oh, shoot. My bad. Very good. This is hard. To, it's a little hard to see. So, uh, so these are a couple from Zach gets screened. If okay. I remember right. So Zach gets screened. I switched. And DeMar gets screened. Yeah, they switched, I think. Let's see. Did they switch? Yeah. Am I tripping? They did switch. Okay, so here's one that is they switch. So you see when when Demar gets screened or when Zach gets screened, they usually switch, and that removes the advantage for the opposing player. Once again, so that was just yeah. Look, yeah. look, look, look at the positioning. I think actually this. I think this is a specific clip. If you watch, I believe that's Troy Brown Jr. on the weak side and Lonzo on the strong side. If you watch, if you watch their their movements, it's like it, perfectly in sync. Yep, <laughs> right as right as Nikhil Alexander starts diving towards the lane, both of them just 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 show just a little bit, and Troy knows Troy's looking. He knows that 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 weak side pass is coming, and he he's able to get out to the corner and contest 
he's maybe a little bit late there. Just by, I think just by a smidge on that play. If you watch Zach, like I think this is a little bit of Team USA still left in him because they did a X out was huge. So I think Zach was thinking he would go there and then TBJ would get here. Um, if you just watch his move, see, you see, he was like, oh, wait, that's mine. And then he saw TBJ yeah. going there. So I think, I think that's what Zach was thinking that we would, they would X out there. Um, but still, still contested shot, you know, TBJ still got there. So that, that, that's still good stuff. So that was just, I want to show that, that they are switching one through four on those types of things. Um, yeah. so here's another one with Lonzo ball here at the top of the key and they're going to try and. Let's see what they're doing here. Oh, I just like Vooch on that one. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it was just brother. I think he, it was Vooch. He's, he fronts Vooch fronts. But I actually Man. loved. I liked Zach there too. Just Zach's just Zach being aware. Like as soon as he catches it, and Javante being aware of of where they needed to be position wise. Oh, this is what it is. Yes. So Javante goes. He sees Valanciunas. They're gonna they're gonna try to make that entry pass. If you pause it, Javante goes, Ooh. and as soon as Javante starts going, Zach takes his man. He helps the helper. He slides over there, make sure that that um, that Trey Murphy is not uh, not gonna get that easy lob in the dunker spot there. Guys, like that, listeners, that yes, that's, listeners, that's, I, that's I'm good stuff. I'm, I'm 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 telling you, I know a lot of you. Um, you know, you know. Maybe you don't have enough time to get to YouTube, but uh, like if you ever have time to get to YouTube and and, and able to watch um, our show tonight, just just taking a look at, I mean, Vooch. Let's say for instance, Vooch wasn't able to disrupt this pass. Val is not even his feet is not on the ground yet, and Javante is already in motion to get there. Zach's head is already looking at where he should be going. I, I just Javante's man the, I, helping the helper, the right Javante man. is anticipating the pass. He knows exactly where he needs to be. He's going to be there at the right moment. Yeah. But right when Valanciunas lands, Javante Green's got his hands on his back. <laughs> He's right there in position, and Zach has his hand touching Javante Green's guy, making sure that he's not going to get a lob right because yep. Valanciunas could have passed, could have dumped that off. For an easy for an easy dunk or a reverse layup or something. So, I love that from Zach being able to help the helper. That is big growth for Zach on yeah. the defensive end. So, loved it. Uh, anyways, let's see what this next one is. I lumped them all together by <laughs> not in order. So, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, there they go. Switch again. Yep. So this time Lonzo was was the guy getting screened, but they ended up switching. Shoot. So uh, Devontae Graham or, or Lonzo's coming around a screen by Valanciunas, top of the key on the on that right wing. And they do a little dribble handoff and they immediately switch. And so that advantage is gone. And then I think, and look at man, just look at this. This is beautiful. Lonzo's got his hands up as you yep. run into the rim to yep. make sure he's in that passing lane, make sure that pass doesn't happen. And then Zach navigates this little screen here. Fairly well. Gives Vooch enough time. And then look at, he's right back in the play to contest this shot. Yep. Right, he's just going up for it. And then you got Lonzo Ball and Javante Green walling off Valanciunas in the lane. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
that that's a good yep. possession. Even though it's a made shot, it's a good yep. possession. That's that's what you want. Fundamentally sound. All right. Now this is where Zach gets screened. I love this. Now Valanciunas kind of kind of uh, ghosts that screen a little bit early, yep. if you notice. But Zach does a great job of of getting right on Nikhil's hip, contesting that shot or that pass. Yeah, he tries to pass it, and then Lonzo. Help him from the weak side. He shows on the weak side. Nikhil makes that pass out to the corner, and Lonzo gets out and and uh, makes a, a pretty good contest there. Once yep. again, control close out. Yes, good contest. Yep, love it. It's just beautiful stuff. I don't know why we're, I'm I'm I was couldn't stop smiling watching this game and then watching the film. I just was like, man, this is exactly oh, what needs to happen. Uh, this is a good clip right here. This. Look, 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 Chris, this is such a good clip. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to let you do your thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying. You want to you uh, pontificate on, on why this clip is so great? You got anything more to add to it? Um, I, obviously, uh, Spain pick and roll here. Uh, this, and, oh, I reckon yeah. this is the one I told you. I was like, yeah, hey, this is Spain pick and roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I love about this is... Lonzo, right? Lonzo sees what's going on. Um, yep. and this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Vooch and Lonzo both call it out. Watch their hands. If you yeah. if you go back just a second, you see both of them go, hey, hey, look what's going on. Watch this. Calls like, it out. Both the, of them call it out. It's crazy because I think Lonzo saw that Zach got pretty he got hit pretty hard on the screen and was like, it's okay, bro. I got yours. <laughs> Take mine. Yep. You know, like immediately, like that's the, the stuff that makes defenders like Zach that, that aren't horrible defenders, but aren't in that, like, you know, you think of like good defenders, like that's the stuff that makes them better. Like you said, trusting their teammates, the fact that you, and even in Car Caruso, like during the games, you hear Caruso. I remember there was a possession where Alize had a mismatch um, on defense. He, I think he was on a guard, and he was doing really good, standing on his feet. And I, you hear Caruso, Caruso say, "No foul, no foul, no foul, no foul." You know, just hearing that stuff, like, "Okay, cool, I'm good, I'm good, just don't foul." You know what I mean? Like, that's yep. the stuff you need, man. Those Boston Celtic team, well, the one team that won a championship, KG, dude, never stopped talking, never, and you need that. Uh, I, I just, guys, oh, I love it. Yeah, this is a great clip. I recognize that Spain pick and roll. Lonzo sees it, and he's like, hey, I got your man. And then I think Vooch and Zach, yep, they switch off onto their guys again. And now look at that shot. Lonzo forces forces Nikhil to pass out to the uh, to that strong side corner. And then I think there's Javante Green over there. Yep. Yeah, Javante digs. Tries to get in that pass lane on that pass, and then is right in position. And now Vooch is down there, <laughs> and he's looking at Troy Brown Jr. He's taking man that whole clip. That whole clip is like phenomenal. Yeah, man. Just good positioning. It's tough. This. <laughs> Lara, should I light if, some candles? <laughs> if I'm Billy Donovan, and if you if if being Billy right now, seeing that possession, you feel good. 
Like you understand that what we're doing in practice is getting through to these guys. The, the communication, man, the, the, the effort that, that is a, another huge thing on defense effort, effort, communication yeah. and effort, man. Like Javante gets beat, but he doesn't give up. He stays in it. Vooch moves Val out of the way to contest this shot. Like that, this is, it, it's, ah, oh, man. I love I, this, man. If this is what we have to look forward to this year, the bulls are going to, the Bulls are going to win a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of games. We haven't even talked about the offense yet. If they play defense at this level the whole season, now I'm not talking about they have to have those counting stats of steals, blocks, and stuff. If they play with this type of energy and communication and they're in the right positions as they are, as they have been these first two games, I don't see like, this defense is not going to be below average. Mm-mm. No way. Like this defense is gonna be good, so that's cat. The caveat is they got to play like this, but yeah. Billy has done such a great job of putting the guys in positions to maximize their strength. He knows that they're small, yeah. So what does he do? He says, "Well, you guys are long and athletic. Let's play aggressive. Let's switch one through four if, if we need to. You know, let's communicate on defense. Let's gang rebound." He is saying, "Let's maximize your talents." to make up for the fact that we're a little bit small here, we are going to swarm them on yeah. defense. We're going to dig into, you know, we're going to get over these screens. We're going to contest. We're going to rotate. This is beautiful stuff. So I think we got 10 more seconds of this one, and then I'm done with the defense. I I, I only did a half of the Pelicans game and like a quarter of the Cavs game. <laughs> I ran out of time, but I could have had, I could have had a lot more clips. Man, it's good stuff. Oh, yes. Okay, this one I liked. So I we watched before DeMar get hit. Well, maybe we didn't get – DeMar got hit by a um, uh, a pin-down screen. Mm-hmm. And he got he got caught up on it. They tried to do the same thing to Zach here. And Zach didn't miss a beat. I was really impressed with this. And look, at he he cuts that corner as, as uh, his man's kind of rounding that corner at the top of the key. He cuts them just a little bit more than he does, gets right back into play. Prevents Nikhil Walker Alexander, and then you see uh, Troy Brown Jr. I think it is. Is yep. that Troy? Troy Brown yep. Jr. digs a little bit. Vooch is in position, and then you see Stanley Johnson as well. He came yep. in to because uh, he saw Valanciunas rolling, and now that the the clip uh, right at the end of that clip, the shot that Nikhil has to take. Actually, oh, and then Zach strips it as he's yep. trying to go up for that layup. Yep. So. Just great effort by Zach to get around that screen, to get back in the play, and ends up making the game-winning uh, uh, strip. Or not game-winning, the, the possession win. Yeah. So, actually, I think there's one more clip. Caruso getting screened by uh, Hernan Gomez. They switch. And I love Zach. Look at this. Look at this. Look at – okay, so watch Zach in this clip. Caruso gets hit on the screen. Just, just a smidge. Caruso and Vooch, they switch. They switch this. But you see Zach. Right as Hernan Gomez catches the ball, Zach is in position to stop him from going to the rim and forces him to make a decision immediately. And his decision is he passes where he thought Josh Hart was. But he, because he didn't have time to process it, because Zach was right there in his face, right in the right position, and Zach gets an easy steal. Yep. 
I rest my case. It's just amazing stuff. Just I'm so impressed with the defense the first two games. So impressed. I just want I want us to face a real like a I no offense to the to Pelicans yes. and the Cavs, but yes. Pelicans are missing their two main guys. Cavs, you know, aren't gonna be as good a team as us this year. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till they face a really, really good offense. Because yeah. I want to see if this holds up. Because yeah. right now I'm really I'm really impressed. I'm just so happy. <laughs> just I, so happy. It, I think this really uh illustrates like as a Bulls fan where we've been, right? Where what we have come to expect from teams and seeing this, it it it's it's um man, it feels this is a real team. It's a it real good. team. Have we? How long has it been since we had a real team, Laro? <laughs> like this is a real team. This is not like, oh, it's just Bulls fans like being like you know, getting high on their own supply kind of stuff. Like right, right, this, right. This is a real team. Yeah, this is a good team. This is the most talented team we've had since, you know, 2011 MVP Derrick Rose season. Yeah, or the season after that when when Derrick Rose went down. Like this is. Yeah, yes, I, and Spook, Spook Longley. Hey, welcome, welcome, brother. It's nice to see you, Spook, Spook from our Discord. Man, I, it's just we're not relying on draft picks to make us good. That's the thing. Now, Kobe and Pat aren't playing because <laughs> they're injured. They're not even playing. Marcos, we don't. We're not relying on Marco. We're not relying on Io. I doubt we'll see both of them this year that much at all. Yeah, we we are good. We are a good team without having to rely on those guys. Now, I. Pat makes this a lot better if he takes a leap. Kobe does. Yeah. And Troy Brown Jr. But as currently constructed with their current talents, it's a good team already. It's yeah. a good team already. So, all right. <laughs> I'm so excited to see the offensive sets here <laughs> because, man, this was fun to watch. This was I, so much fun to watch. I just wanted to say, too, like about the, the defense really quick is like, yes, they are, they have played not you know, good teams. Right. But if, if you think of like, I was listening to the dunker spot the other day and Steve, Steve thinks Cleveland's going to be a, a, I'm sorry. Uh, no, he thinks Cleveland has like a talented roster, but like, doesn't know what they're, they're going to be. So, but, the, but my point of saying this is, is like, you look for rotations, right? Yes. Uh, this is against a bad team, but you look for the effort. You look for if guys are in the right spots because teams are going to run a lot of the NBA run the kind of the same stuff. So you just want to see what it looks like if guys are going to be in the right spots and things like that. So it's, it's crazy, man. Hey, Vincent, uh, nice question. Anyone still in the Zipster hive? I, <laughs> I wish Zipster had some nice games for us, but Vincent, I hope you're here to make a public apology to me about your Alex Crusoe comments. <laughs> Man called him, what was it? Della Vadova who can dunk. <laughs> when I talked about, when I told Vince, I thought we should sign Alex Crusoe like several months ago. He's like, you want that guy? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, Vince. Nice to Man. see you, man. <laughs> All right, you got some? I'm, are we ready? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, okay. No, but real quick though, uh, Vince, man, I... I <laughs> It, 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 man, <laughs> caught, caught him, caught him sleeping, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, but no, like for instance, right? So 
one thing that I wanted to talk about with the offense is, uh, man, we've been going for hour and 30. So I kind of want to get into some of the nitty gritty of like a couple of the things. Um, but one of the things um, that I noticed about this team is I think a lot of the questions was coming in. Um, how are the from the outside? Right. How are they going to fit together? DeMar needs the ball in his hands. Zach needs the ball in his hands. What are we going to do? You know, uh, and I love the fact of when you look at what they were doing on offense is Billy is allowing these guys like, if, you know, DeMar has the ball in his hands. He's allowing him to be himself. Right. But when the other guys are off ball, I mean, there's just so many different things that they're screening for each other. They're using each other to create space and create advantages for their teammates. Right. So it, 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 a lot of, I think when we had Will Gottlieb on, he was like, I hope we're not doing the, my turn, my turn, your turn deal. I hope we continue to be uh, moving the ball around and things like that. And that's for sure what they've been doing. And it's been great to see. I did a few clips from um, Cleveland, but a lot of that game was kind of up and down, up and down. And what I liked about with the Pelicans, you can tell that, it was a big emphasis on uh, half court, right? Let's get back and make these guys run some, some half court offense. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was something that I think that this team is going to, you're going to see a lot of. Um, and I think uh, Steph talked, uh, touched on this in his article. If you haven't read it, my, I don't know what you're doing, but Steph is, one of the best in the biz, man, when it comes to not only Bulls basketball, but just basketball in general. Um, whenever you read anything about Steph, you're going to learn something. It's just that plain and simple. Um, dude so knows ball in his sleep. Stefano. Stefano yeah. at yeah, N-O-H. You have to definitely just read his work. And he also said that uh, our preseason success so far is, is – uh, guaranteeing us at least 47 wins to up to 65 wins this season. So I'm very <laughs> excited for that. I'm just kidding. Steph, um, so for the first one, I kind of want, I kind of wanted to touch on, uh, let's see here. What did I want to go with first? Let's go with the, this one here. Um, so this is what I meant, right? So I, uh, the clip is hot cut into a post touch, right? So, um, you want to make basic, full screen if you can? Uh, now it is not as, um, go. so the alignment, right? So Zach's bringing the ball up on the left side of the floor. Um, you got Vooch at the top of the key with, uh, Lonzo coming across on the right side. Who's getting ready to come off a screen, uh, a rip screen, uh, which turns into a hawk cut, right? So, um, I'm going to play it a little bit. You got Javante green on the opposite side. Um, if you if you can uh, if you can if you notice as uh, Lonzo's coming off the screen, you have Demar moving out of the way. So I, that's what I love to see. That it's it's not it's not uh, the offense is you know uh, moving as one right, and, that, and that's what you want. You want uh, player movement, ball movement. So that's great to see, right? So Lonzo comes in here to a post touch, um, and th this was something in that I was like when I saw him, like oh okay, let's see what we're going from here. Yep. Um, post, huh? <laughs> right. And so I'm thinking, okay, so Lonzo was going to get a post touch. Uh, I was thinking Zach was probably going to move to the top of the key. Vooch kind of bearing down here, DeMar moving out. But this actually turned into uh, a nice little play here where it's almost like a zipper action um, for DeMar. 
where he comes off on the right side here um, and curls it into a nice mid-range jump shot. And like, it, it's a missed shot. And I'll play this whole clip because we, we know what this is. Um, but it's a missed shot. But what, I, what I'm looking for as somebody that's evaluating the Bulls is the process, right? Are these shots that these guys, that, that, that DeMar we know will knock down, right? Uh, are these passes or plays that we know this team is going to get a lot of looks out of? Um, they may not be falling right now, but I guarantee you teams are not going to want to see DeMar DeRozan pulling up from 15, 16 feet. That's just not what teams want because they know he will knock that down. Um, so for me, I thought that was a great set. Um, oh, did you have something, Chris? Yeah, well, also, if, if you go back just a little bit, right as DeMar's getting that screen, look what Javante is doing. So yep. Javante's guy right now is Lowry Marketing. <laughs> Lowry Marketing is very distracted by this a little yep. little screen action that Vooch and, and Demar are running. Yep. And as now Demar make you know has the room to make this little pull up from the from the nail. Yep. But if he wanted to, he could hit uh, Javante Green cutting from that strong side baseline. Now Javante ends up getting this rebound because of that cut he makes, and then this is where he ends up dunking on Lowry, which is always exciting. Oh my um, lord. <laughs> that was a nice dunk. <laughs> but but you you just see that the, what Billy Donovan's doing with this set is he he's kind of creating the the outline the skeleton of a play. Yes. But he's letting the players make reads, right? Because if if Lonzo's here on the baseline and Zach is Zach's guy was, you know, looking over and Zach cuts the rim, he could have made that pass. Yep. Right. Or, you know, Javante or, for example, if, if you go back here, right where Tamar is about to uh, take that shot. Oh, yeah. Right towards the end. If, if for example, Tamar sees that Zach's guy, if he digs in, into Tamar, Zach's now open for a, a three up on the, at the top of the key here. Yeah. So there's there's these little plays that, you know, yeah. reads that are available to paint. So though it's nice about having multiple ball handlers and people who can read the game at such a great level is they can make that, they can make those adjustments and find the best shot. And so having multiple ball handlers, you mentioned the beginning here of this offensive discussion, the worry about how these guys are all going to fit together on offense. Yep. I'm not worried at all about that. Like no. having multiple ball handlers, multiple people who can read the game at a high level and make those passes is a very, very good thing to have on your team, period. Yeah. And, and again, if just this play itself, like this is how you fit these guys together. You put Lonzo in a, a situation where he makes the right pass. You, you got Vooch as a screener. You got DeMar coming off the screen into one of his sweet spots. Zach, we know, is a damn good catch and shoots player, right? You put DeMar in a situation. Oh, I'm sorry. You put the, the Cavs in a situation where do you give DeMar the shot? Do you hedge down? Uh, because if you do, you got Zach for catch and shoot three, right? If got if they come and blitz this, you can drop it off to Vooch for a a, 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 a at the rim, or if they kind of stay like you like like it is there. If De Demar definitely could have you know dropped it off, but again, that is Mobley. You know, Mobley Mobley's a darn good defender, so who knows? But at the same time, it's just again like it's it's a good set. Um, and it builds. There, there's multiple things you can do off of this set. Um, and you can—it's it, it, just a great set. And I have some examples um, that I think uh, will show 
what I what I'm saying here. Um, okay, so we're gonna go with this, right? So I went and watched some uh, just a couple games. I believe this is 2018 when PG um, was with OKC. Um, and what I what I wanted to kind of do was all right. So this person could be anybody, right? And when I say anybody, it could be Lonzo, it could be Zach, it could be Demar, right? Mello in this set could be uh, would be Pat. Got Vooch. Um, who am I missing here? Uh, Javante, if he's going to be in the line. No, it wouldn't be Javante. Who would, who would that be? Lonzo. So let's just say that's Lonzo. And then this would be Zach, right? So just pay attention to Pat and uh, PG for just one second, right? So uh, there's a clip. There's a there, uh, just picture that um, that Lonzo cut, right? So you get a screen from the four. You got this hawk cut that's coming, right? He comes off. He, he's not open. Now this flows into an empty, empty side pick and roll, right? Let's say the pick and roll, there's nothing there. You got Zach coming off a screen from Javante and Vooch, right? Coming off, boom, there's a touch. There's a three ball. There's so many options out of this series that Billy, that I really think this is going to be something Billy is going to going to be running with this team as this season goes, uh, because there's so many options, right? Yep. You got the hot cut, boom, that's not there because James Johnson does a good job of showing, right? Flows right into a pick and roll, right? Or a pick and pop. And if you ask me, I would like Melo to roll here to put pressure on James Johnson um, to see if he'll drop. Because if he does, then let's say if that's DeMar, right? DeMar can get in here and get to his 15-footer if they're not going to play it. Um, but again, you got the, the backside stagger, right? So Zach, to me, this is like the perfect kind of set for Zach. Because if he comes off that stagger, um, he, can, he can look and see what he has, right? If he has a three ball, he can shoot the three ball or he can attack, right? That, that's, that's, that's something you can – that hot cut is an introduction to the whole series uh, of what he could run um, with that group. Yeah, no, it's lovely. And I, I know Stefan no specifically talked about the Hawk, that, that Hawk set as mm -hmm. something he thought Billy Donovan might go to because you, you've got three guys that really have kind of similar roles as, as, uh, as they did in OKC in that, in that specific uh, year or so. A great, a great call, and we saw we saw it happen. We saw it happen in that first game. So, um, so the, here's another um, situation here, right? So, same thing. Um, again, I, I, let's say this is Demar, PG is Zach, Pat, Vooch. Oh no, Vooch, and then uh, why am I always blinking out? Lonzo, right? Um, the reason why I love that is right. So you put the ball in Demar's hand, who's a great playmaker. Right. Pat's a good screener. He's also somebody you have to worry about on catch and shoot opportunities. He can attack a closeout. So I like him in this situation. You put Lonzo on the on the on the weak side corner. You're going to put this guy in a in a situation as well. Am I worried about the role or do I want to give up to a, a guy that shoots close to 40 percent from catch and shoot? He might shoot more than that. Um, right. And then you obviously <laughs> you got a problem with Vooch as well. Right. So um, I love this. Right. You get the same hot cut. They're not even looking for it, right? You get a hedge. Mello, once again, right? He could have rolled there, but I think Jimmy kind of tripped him a bit there. Um, 
and you, once again, you get the stagger, right? Comes off the stagger. Possibility here, right? Dropping the ball off. If if Steph, if Steph, if uh, Adams rolls harder, there's a drop off there, which puts Cat in a situation, right? Is he going to stop the roll man, or is he going to worry about uh, one of the elite scores in the game, right? And th these are just sets, man. That that I think we're going to see a lot with this team. Um, you know, once again, you know, like like last clip, right? You roll here. This can go right into a pick and pop. It can go right into a rub screen, a snug pick and roll, just to add, put some stress on this backside of the defense to worry about what, what the heck's going on, right? And let, let's say, for instance, let's, roll, let, let's go back. Um, let's go back. Let's say uh, Andrew Wiggins is kind of forcing him. He's not allowing him to get over that screen for the hawk cut, right? PG or Zach could roll back here and, and still come off that stagger. Or if the backside is still worried about Zach coming off the stagger, Zach can set a back screen for Vooch. There it is. There's a touch, right? There's just there's a lot of things you can do out of this, this set, and I think it fits this team um, in terms of their skill set um, of what, what they'll do well with each other and how they fit together well. Um, Zach is one of the best conditioned, one of the best in shape players one, uh, um, in the league. So I think he would do well um, in this type of set, being able to come off screens, run guys around, come off floppies. Um, and that's the other thing, too. It kind of kind of reminds you of a sloppy uh, sloppy, a floppy um, <laughs> a floppy. He's coming off. Boom. He's got the touch there. So um, this that I just love the capabilities of, with this offense that we that there is. I, I really think the, the reason I don't worry about the offense is I think Billy's going to put them in good spots. Yeah. And I think these guys have a lot of talent. So these, all three of these guys, Zach, DeMar and Vooch were the number one options on their team. And, you know, the Spurs were, were pretty good last year and tomorrow was really efficient. And Vooch with his teams, you know, took a couple teams to the playoffs as the number one option. Yeah. And so you, you get guys, you put them together. I, I, I think you mentioned early on in the show that people are kind of reductive about the way that they think, you know, they just kind of throw them together and say, oh, his his skills are going to diminish because he's not going to score as many points. Forever. But you look at all the skills that these guys have and you you have a, you know, a hawk cut and, and, and these, these sets that you described here, just how many options are available. Having guys who are that proficient on offense and that good at reading the game, they're going to find a lot of those different things. You, one of the reasons you love the horn set is because it allows you to flow into a lot of different other reads and options. Yeah. The Hawk set can, can do that for the bulls and because of the talents that they have on the team now, whereas, you know, last year, the reason it worked real well with, with Vooch, right. Vooch was, was great. And Tice, yeah. right. You could yeah. kind of have one roll to the rim and one pop out or with Lowry and Wendell, it, it could work, you know, um, so I think I think that's one of the offensive sets that's going to work really really well for the Bulls this year and and I mean well it's clearly done <laughs> done pretty well so far I'll say that yeah um what else I got here so uh, let's go here um, here's one of the things that I like about uh, having Demar is uh, if I'm if I remember right when I was watching this this is off a uh, 
they caught uh, I think they got got the ball off the rim and, and and came down. But this is why I love Billy. Um and, and I'm I'm start, he's starting to to win me over. I had some worries about Billy because you know, listening to a couple of people that I that we both trust and um especially you know talking to darnell you know worrying uh, wondering how he can handle this group um and, and galvanize them as, as, a, as a cohesive unit um and i just really like that he's allowing these guys to be themselves but all while also a lot you know getting these guys to blend together well right so in situations like this right if demar has the ball demar go ahead and keep the ball Right. And be yourself. Be who we wanted, uh, who you have been in the past. Bring that here to Chicago. Right. And you, you get him to bring the ball up here. <laughs> Vooch uh, tries to set a screen. He flips it. But DeMar uh, rejects the screen on the right side of the floor, gets downhill. Right. Draws help. Um, let me slow this down. <laughs> right? This is so, so good, man. Um but th this is and this is not a set. This this is Demar being himself, and this is where I think the chemistry between Vooch and Demar comes in. They played together in college. They they know each other's games, right? So they I think Demar and him understand what they want to do here, and Demar rejects the screen, comes off, and I mean look at this, De Devonte Graham two feet in the paint trying to stop Demar, right? So and he's leaving Lonzo. Demar gets even deeper. And gets that ball to Lonzo wide open, knockdown, right? This this yep. good offensive teams find a way to create easy looks, easy buckets, right? There are going to be games where you have to grind out offense. There are going to be games like that. But when you have guys like the when you have a guy like Demar that can just he still has a knack of breaking guys off the dribble and causing defenses to have to worry about his drive, leaving shooters, right? So. Um, this is stuff that we're gonna have to get used to as Bulls fans seeing. Yeah. Well, and if you look at this play, right as he passes that, look where Vooch is. <laughs> Nobody is even looking at him. He's got 15 feet between him and the next person. Yep. That's a 40% shoot at the top of the key. If Nikhil if Nikhil Walker Alexander had had stepped in a little bit, Zach, Zach Levine, one of the absolute best perimeter shooters in the NBA, he's wide open. <laughs> Yeah. And then this this one bonds the ball on the wing, 30, 38% shooter on eight three-point attempts a game. Over a contested game, man. That that's like uh, I just th this you, is the stuff see, I'm gonna be used to, man. You you see how easy the shots have been. And Zach Levine, I think, has been the biggest beneficiary of the offense so far. Yes. Zach Levine has scored over 20 points a game in both these in both these games and has had to dribble like 10 times. Yeah, has had he hasn't had to create his own shot a single time. Like he he took like a end of the quarter shot or end of the half shot in the Pelicans game. That was like the only like self creation he really had to do. Everything else is like, man, it's just it's so easy for him to be able to do this stuff. I I think and, we talked about it, man. Like I I think we talked about it, and I kind of gave you an example. I uh, this particular team I coach is a damn good basketball player, damn good score. Excuse me, score. Um, and we happen to uh, we happen to recruit a pretty good point guard, a, a pass first, a pass first point guard. Um, and obviously, in order to be pass first, right, you have to have the ball in your hands. So, um, you know, coach, uh, no, I don't need him. We don't need him. You got me. You got me. Just let me do me. Let me do me, coach. Um, and I think when scores 
uh, think the ball is coming out of their hands, they immediately think, no, how am I going to score? Right. And I think for guys like Zach and the, the kid I'm talking about, they need to see it. Right. They have to see it first. Right. How easy are my shots going to be? Are these, am I going to be taking the same shots that I've been taking when I had the ball? Or are you telling me that I'm going to have some wide open looks and I'm able to, you know, get the, some of the easiest shots I've had in my career? And I think, I think Zach is seeing it. And I think that's where that buy in is coming from. Like, wait, I just scored 25 off of 14 shots. I'm not even tired. <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, the type of shots that Zach had to take last year. How many times did we see Zach have to pump fake the guys in the air? And then, you know, like, he doesn't have to do any of that anymore. There's too much other. There's there's two other players, three other players that you have to worry about, like actually worry about. And and um, I I think that's where the buy-in comes from. And I, I think I think Darnell had a point, right? It's it's his contract year. Um, he's he he it's, it's going to be hard to get the ball out of his hands. But I think when you play a um, a style of basketball that they're, that they're going to play. I think it's going to be, I don't think he's even going to think of it that way. I think he's going to understand it. Like I could show this team that I could be efficient off ball as well. Like, you know, so um, I'm just really, man, like this, this, it's, it's fun, man. Both sides of the ball have been fun. And I, ooh, man, who would have thought? I think, I mean, Zach Levine shot was like 63% true shooting last year. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it was higher this year, <laughs> even though, even if his points go down, the ease of his offense, is going to go up. I'm I'm really impressed. So, got another clip. Yeah. So, um, once again, you know, this is the reason why I really liked clipping this game is because if you look now, they're already back. They're getting set. Teams are going to do this to the Bulls. Teams are not going to be able to turn the ball over against the Bulls. That that's one of the biggest things as a coach. You're going to push into your team's head when you come to the UC or the Bulls are coming to you. Take care of the ball, because if you don't take care of the ball, they're going to get out and run and get easy transition baskets. So you're going to see teams really emphasize taking care of the ball and getting back on defense. Right. So what I love about this is Lonzo. Right. He, again, we've talked about it. Right. He is not somebody that's going to break a defense down over and over and over again. Right. And I think this is why he fits so well with his teams, because you can share it. Right. OK, Lonzo, uh, Zach, you run some pick and roll. OK, DeMar, you run some pick and roll. Uh, Lonzo, go ahead and run some this this possession. Right. They, and it's not so much of my turn, your turn. It's like we have multiple ball handlers that can do it. So let's change it up a bit. And um, I just like this here. So uh, Lonzo throws the ball to Vooch at the top of the key. Uh, Vooch flips it back. Vooch turns immediately at the top of the key, sets a, uh, sets a ball screen. Uh, Lonzo comes off, and <laughs> um, Vo uh, Val is kind of he, – he's crowding, uh, crowding the ball handler here. Uh, who is that, Najee? Yeah, Najee is right on Lonzo's hip. But what I like is – and this is what, you know, what we're going to love about Lonzo is, you know, he is going to make the right pass. And the reason why I – said Lonzo making teammates better as the name of this clip is you're getting an athletic guy like Javante Green the ball with the opportunity of attacking a closeout and what happens he's able to use his athleticism get to the basket and finish right that that the small things right making your teammates better putting them in better positions putting them in, in position in positions that 
you know, really emphasize their skill set, right? Javante is not a guy you want to catch with a guy in front of you, uh, in front of him, and you break him down. He's going to break him down off the dribble and get no. Javante is a guy where if you can give him the ball where he has a guy coming out to him, he has enough ball handling ability to get to the rim. And he, sh- he showed that on this play here. And, and I really like that. It, j- it shows that once like Lonzo's, like I said, Lonzo's not going to be, you know, breaking guys off the dribble and going and dunking that thing like crazy. He's not going to be doing that. But like he's able to do these things. Right. He's able to get into the teeth of the defense every now and then and and, and find teammates in the right uh, in right uh, spots on the floor for their for his teammates. And he's able to get by Devontae Graham, get to the cup, show his touch. You shoot a little giant killer over Val and it's a bucket. So I I, I thought that was a nice little display of, of, of Lonzo using the ball screen and um, getting the ball out to Javante in, in a nice situation. I love it. And he and his brother just seem to know where people are going to be, right? He kind of leads yeah. with, with his passes. He he kind of like tells you where you where he wants you to be, where he wants you to catch the ball, what he wants you to do with it. And he had that like nice little shovel pass to Javante at the top of the key. Yeah. Like it, he he just knew he didn't even look at him. He just knew that's where that he was gonna be. <laughs> just didn't hesitate. Turned shovel pass immediately. Javante gets that little one dribble around him. Yeah, it was real nice. So you know what's funny interesting is we did watch Lonzo do a little bit of pick and roll with mm-hmm. Vooch. I know there were a couple of times where Lonzo would uh, get a pick from Vooch and he'd take one or two steps in and just kind of make a pass a- a- across the key to Vooch and Vooch just getting wide open jumpers. Now Vooch has not made a lot of those jumpers in, lo- in yeah. the first two games. He has not been efficient. And yeah. Demar, Demar, I think he had one game where he was like six of thirteen, and the other game was like six of fifteen, six something like that. But yeah, but and we're like, up by forty. But we're up yeah, by forty. Yeah, like, exactly. Easy shots. Easy shots. Exactly. Um, and it, like like you like you know Chris like Vooch is. I mean, he's gonna knock that shot down in, when when it, when it's money time. So, um, again, it's just good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Just it's about it's the process, really. Like when it's yeah. preseason, it's about the process, not so much results for me. Like, obviously, you, you love seeing a team win by 40 and 30. There's no doubt about that. But like the process, how are they getting these shots? What are they doing different? Are they doing anything different with this new group? If so, what is it? Right. So, I mean, that's that's what it's really about. Uh, but this set is uh, one I thought was pretty cool. Um, so you got Damar coming over to the uh, left side here of the floor. Uh, Lonzo flips it, and I heard Billy call this out. He called it flip, which obviously, you know, Lonzo flips it to to Vooch. Um, Vooch is at the top of the key, dribble handoff to Zach Levine to, on the right side of the floor, right? But this is why I love it because you, you, you stress the defense out immediately, right? So now, because Lonzo went to the left side, you got Demar on the left side, you got Javante on the left side. That means it's a two-man game with uh, Zach and Vooch, right? Dribble handoff, Vooch is rolling, which means Val's worried about that role. He's not going to – Vooch is one of the best role men in the game, so he's not going to allow that role, right? Which now that means that Devontae has to step over, which leaves Lonzo wide open on the left side of the floor above break three, right? He misses it. But again, it's about the process. What are they doing to get open shots? And that's a good 
set. Good quick set. Good quick hitter, I should say. Hey, Jack, welcome to the channel. We do film breakdowns, hoops after dark. Just having a good time together. <laughs> so <laughs> we do this every Saturday night. You can follow us here on Twitter. Yeah, it's good stuff. That uh, Lots of fun stuff in this first preseason game. We went over defense earlier and uh, got a little offense. Laro's running. Let's see. Let me I'll, let's so, put this one on. I, I know we, we're, we're, we're over the time, but I got two more clips. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Um, so, uh, again, DeMar, right? When you, when you look at the Bulls last year, this is no shade towards Kobe or Saddle or Temple, right? They're good for what their skill set presents, right? But a lot of the times, in order to get buckets, it had to do a lot with, with Zach, right? Zach is over here chilling with Lonzo, right? Chilling. Usually last season, Zach's trying to go, get, give me the ball, give me the ball. Like, I, I got to get us a bucket, right? But when you got a guy like this, right, that he could just come down and get his own money, right? It just, I mean, guys, like this, DeMar is a bucket, like truly, truly a bucket. Um, I, I just, I just love this, right? So he set him up. Right, Temple bit on on the cross, and what does he do? Boom! Like just that split second, right? That split second. Okay, I'm going between the legs. He gets Garrett Temple to to go for it, who's a pretty good defender, right? He's yes, he's, he's a pretty he was, good defender. He was our best point of attack defender last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right between the legs. Boom! Garrett's like, oh, not there. Mm-mm. Demar spins. The footwork is beautiful. And once again, Zach's chilling. <laughs> Zach's chilling. And you got a guy like DeMar that can just get buckets, right? They're going to stress teams out. They're going to – when when that, this team comes to your, your, your uh, stadium, your arena, you're going to be worried about, okay, whew, okay, when Zach – you when you, when you came – you brought it up last – I think it last week, uh, uh, Chris. Zach had 50 in Atlanta. Right. And what happened? They started doubling him right at half court. They ain't nothing you could do. <laughs> there was literally nothing we could do. Right. Zach's, when Zach's hands uh, was not on the ball the rest of that game, it didn't, get, didn't go well. But I dare you to do that with this brother on this team. I dare you. Right. So the, it, it's just in, in, let me calm down. Cause I don't want people, oh, this guy's a Homer, but like, the thing is, is like, that's just what it is. Like, like it's, it, it's stuff like this. You need guys that can do this because yes, you can run sets. You can, you can grind out offense, but I'm telling you right now as a coach and, and I'm pretty sure Billy feels this way. When you have a guy like Zach, you have a guy like DeMar and even Vooch, because you could throw Vooch the ball at the top uh, at, on the block and he can get his buckets as well. But when you have a guy, two guys like Zach and DeMar that can absolutely get a bucket, th this th you got a problem. And, and it, it, it kind of eases your mind a bit as a coach as well, because, you know, teams are not. I mean, how many, you know, Philadelphia was different because they had uh, Matisse and then they had Ben Simmons as well. But there's not many teams that have enough good one-on-one -on -one defenders to to hold uh on a demar and zach so um man i'm telling you man it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i think that the issue for opposing defenses here is as you mentioned that 
just having the personnel in the first place to yeah. stop uh, two elite three-level scorers in, in, uh, in Zach and Vooch. And then DeMar, who puts so much pressure on the rim, draws fouls at an incredible rate. Yep. And it's just it's just really difficult to to handle that as an opposing defense. And as you mentioned, and as we've talked about before, not only do they have an amazing transition game because of Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, right? They got two amazing passers. Then you've got you got uh, Zach, you got Lonzo, you got Caruso, you got uh, Derek Jones Jr., you've got Alizé Johnson. Like you, the, the whole team basically outside of Vooch is meant to dunk on your face. <laughs> like there's so many great athletes on this team, Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr. There's probably more I haven't even mentioned them forgetting right now. And then you got Vooch as a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe with his catch and shoot three. Yeah. Patrick Williams can get into you. But the thing is, and that gets you a lot of wins in the regular season, right? When the defenses aren't very set. Yep. Then you get into the playoffs. And you have two, you have the number one isolation score in the league the last two years in DeMar DeRozan. As your as you can have him as your main ball handler, and you have Zach Levine, who was the second most efficient cutter in the league. He was one of the most uh, one of the best isolation scores in the league, one of the best perimeter scores in the league. They are and then Vooch, right? As you mentioned, he can get on the block, he can shoot from three, he can he can operate from the high post. Yep. When you've got three guys like that, you can you can really do some damage in the postseason. When you when the defenses bog you down and you just need a bucket, yep. You got two. Two or three of them of the some of the best certified bucket getters in the NBA. Yeah. And I know that's like, you know, not not my usual analytics shtick or whatever, but it's really <laughs> it's really amazing to see that this offense does not have a lot of discernible weaknesses. It just right. doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. It's yeah. so hard to stop these guys. And as you've seen, bum slain is gonna be there's gonna be a lot of it this season. Yeah. Because the Cavs or a shorthanded team like the Pels were the other night, they're just not going to be able to contain these guys on the offensive end. And if they have, the, if they're maintaining the same kind of defensive intensity that they have been the last two games, there's just no, you're going to see blowouts like these. Yeah. And I, and we haven't seen that in Chicago in a decade or more. We just haven't seen that kind of dominance. Yeah. No, no doubt. Um, I have one more clip. I actually have another clip, but I'll, I'll throw that away. <laughs> got, but I got, but, I got um, more. You give me some more time. I'll get you some more clips. <laughs> I got more where that came from. I have some that have even trimmed up. But um, so the thing is, uh, one of the things I was very, uh, I, 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 cre- I critiqued uh, Billy about a lot is his 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 slobs, his uh, ATOs, yep. his blobs. I thought they were pretty like, vanilla you know and you always knew there was iverson cut coming and then zach would get the ball or kobe would get the ball and then they would flow into a pick and roll and it got kind of bland right and i loved what i saw from this out of bounds play um this this actually wasn't ato now i think about it It was i think zach got fouled and side out of bounds uh sideline out of bounds but what i love about this play um (laughs) is just the attention that everybody gets of the big three, right? That we have. Um, so. Oh, why don't you, if you could real quick, Larry, before you start the clip. Yeah. Could you, could you just, the, the acronyms you just used, blob, slob, ATOs. Can you just explain what those mean? Oh yeah. So ATO is after timeout. So that's, this is not an ATO. Um, 
this is a slob. So sideline out of bounds. And then blob would be baseline out of bounds. So it's just um, where the play originates from. Basically. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, Vooch sets a screen uh, for Lonzo on the left side of the floor. Lonzo comes out, empties to the corner. Right. That turns into uh, an elevator screen for DeMar. Right. So you get an elevator screen from who is that? I can't see on the other side of Vooch. Uh, OK, so Javante. Um, and Vooch set a, a elevator screen for Demar. He comes up. An elevator screen is basically when you try to get your your teammate to run through both of you as you're closing like a doors, right? So you're closing doors on that guy. So if you think about if you're running from somebody, you're inside of a building, and you're trying to get away from this person, you get into the elevator and you try to press door close, door close, door close, and the, the elevator's closed in that person's face. That's almost like an elevator screen where you're running through and you you know and they they close in on their defender. Um, so once he gets the ball to DeMar at the top of the key, uh, here comes the Iverson screen, right? So, uh, and then I'll just, you know, so Iverson screen is, uh, it gets his name because of Allen Iverson. Uh, the 76ers used to run this cut for Allen Iverson all the time. Um, so it eventually, uh, everybody know, knows it as Iverson, the Iverson cut. So it's basically when you cut uh, from one side of the floor while getting a double screen from usually it's from uh, a big, either two bigs or big and a, a small forward or something like that. Um, so uh, uh, Zach comes off that. He comes to the right wing. Uh, Javante rolls to the basket. Vooch sets a step up screen, step up ball screen. DeMar comes off. And this is where I love it because, again, stressing a team out, right? So Garrett Temple is fighting over, vows and drop. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> you got to worry about DeMar. You, you're not, DeMar, you're not going to allow DeMar to do whatever he wants in the mid-range. So you're going to have to be there to guard him, right? You're going to have to try to stay in front of DeMar and, and make him pick up his dribble. But in doing that, now you're leaving Vooch, right? Vooch, who shot, the heck out of the ball from the top of the key last season. Um, once again, being wide open because of the gravity and the attention that DeMar <laughs> warrants, right? And, and, and you get a perfectly nice open jumper, right? And again, he missed it. But as, um, as I've been saying, and shout out our boy Vince, uh, the process, right? So uh, it, it's how we got the shot. Right. Is this something that's going to work against every team is and I, if you're going to be in drop, I'm pretty sure it will. Right. You can really stress the team out. If they're going to do this. They're going to play drop where you got a guy like DeMar that can get into the teeth of the defense and pull up at any moment. You got to pay pay attention to that. And then while you're paying attention to that, you know, you got Booch wide open at the top of the key for a three ball. So that that is a I thought that was such a um, such a good sideline out of bounds play. No, I love it. Love it. It's and I think I think Billy has so many more options this year. I know our friend Kevin Farragut said that he initially was kind of mad at the rotations that Billy had last year. Mm -hmm. And then he tried to run through rotations himself and like kind of map out how he would run rotations if he were yep. the coach. He's like, Oh, actually, this is really hard <laughs> like to keep good lineups on the floor all the time. Yeah. I don't think Billy's gonna have as much of a problem with that this year. And I think in a similar vein. Running these out of bounds plays, sideline out of bounds, um, baseline, all these other things, 
it's going to be a lot easier because you've got so many offensive weapons available to you that the defenses are going to be stressed not knowing what the action's meant for yet, right? There's There are several different things, several screens, cuts. You know, you saw Javante dive to the basket. Any one of those things could have been, you know, the final the final play, right? The, yep. the, the intended basket. But that, there's, just, there's just no way you're going to know that. Whereas last year, you knew the ball was going to Zach Levine. There right. was no other person that was going to get that ball. So whatever whatever the defense, whatever was thrown at the defense, they knew the end result was going to be Zach Levine yep. taking a jump shot. <laughs> yep. Whereas this team, there's there's just so much. There's so much available to you. Before so we go, before before I just this last clip, right? Because I think it's a fun one to end on. I I, I do. So <laughs> um so uh so this is basically a kind of like a fake pistol action so once you run pistol so many times teams are gonna try to overplay it and and uh this is what happens and pistol is basically usually it's your point guard and your shooting guard um on the you know uh, just just above the break you you, you kind of flip it to your your teammate and that's pistol you kind of put a quick little you put some stress on the defense pretty quickly just you know, figuring out are they going to switch? Are you going to fight over? Are you going to whatever? So um, after after some time, teams will um, you know they, like they'll try to cheat, right? So uh, what happens is uh, uh, Caruso fakes it, boom, and he turns the corner, makes a good move, and then we got Alize, you know, trailing and cutting down hard, and just Caruso knowing that he's going to be there, and. Drops it off. We got a two-hand slam from Alize. Like the good, that's just the fun stuff. That that's the stuff. It's not a set. It's just flowing. It's game flow. It, it, it you're flowing with your teammates. You know what you guys do, you know, knowing what you uh your teammate does well. Uh KYP. And um I just thought this was just kind of fun, man. You know, Caruso dropping it off with two hand. Lowry doesn't even try to block it. But um, it, it's it's just <laughs> you know, I just I'm I, I just love this stuff, man. This team is gonna be super fun, man, and it's gonna hard. It's gonna be hard to uh, you know, not uh, watch these games, man. One of the things I was really not worried about, but I wanted to have patience with myself early and with this team because it's gonna take time to gel, right? Yeah. Every team takes time to gel. I'm impressed at how good they are at executing these things already. Yeah. Having spent a couple weeks together and that's it. I'm excited to see what this team can do in like three or four months. Yeah. You know, by, by all-star break, what kind of things they are going to be running. And as you mentioned, like Alex Caruso with that fake pistol action knew what, where the play was going to develop, knew that Alizé was going to be able to roll to the rim and have that open dunk or have a good shot at the rim at least. Yeah. As they get to know each other more and more, those actions are going to become easier. That you're going to have to do a less scripted action and a lot more read and react kind of stuff. And and you see teams that have been together for a long time, like you saw with Mike Conley in the Jazz, for example. The difference in his first year and his familiarity with Rudy Gobert and with Donovan Mitchell versus last year, and you saw how well they clicked on offense last year, just because of that familiarity and that you know because. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Conley had 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 Marcus Saul as his partner for you know a decade, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Rudy Gobert is a very very different player than Marcus Saul. You're going to see that with with this team, and you got guys like 
Caruso, Lonzo Ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan, who are really, really smart passers, good passers. The more familiar they get with each other, the better they're going to be on offense. So uh, I'm not going to say we're going to blow out every team by 50. You know, no. I, I keep thinking, is this team ever going to lose? I'm like, yes, Chris, they're going to lose a <laughs> game. They're going to have a bad night. Like they're not going to have this tough game every night. Yeah. But it's about the process and putting yourself in a position to win. Yeah. And the Bulls so many times last year fought so hard to get there and then would fall apart down the stretch. There's so many wins that we just left on the table. Yeah. Uh, this team has, has the ability to take you to the finish line. Part of me, because uh, I was I was worried. I was like, uh, "Man, Pat being injured is gonna like he's gonna need time with these guys. He's gonna need time with these guys to learn." But the fact that these guys are coming out of the blocks, you know, playing pretty pretty well together, gives me a little bit more optimism that that Pat will, you know, he'll 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 come in and be able to you know you know be in the right spots um, and understand what's going on. So. Uh, but man, this this has been this it's been enlightening. But the the uh, um, uh, the thing I'm worried about is I want to see I want the first test. I, I want the first test and, and just to see where we actually are against teams that are gonna know that you know or I shouldn't say no, but that have the players that can make you pay for overhelping. Um, understanding like how to attack certain defensive coverages a little bit better. Uh, teams are going to stress your point of attack a little bit more. I just want to see what that's going to look like. That's all. Yep. And you know what, with this, with the schedule, we face the Cavs again tomorrow. Yep. Then we face the Grizzlies. Now the Grizzlies are a pretty solid team. I think, you know, they're kind of like a, a fringe fringe playoff play-in team. Or at least they were last year. They, they made the play-in, but they got a lot of, they got a lot of, Good guys in their team, a lot of quality players. But I don't know if our first test is going to come until maybe four or five games into the season yeah. where we face the Raptors and then the Knicks, which both have pretty solid defenses with a lot of guys that can kind of get on you. Yeah, I think the real, real first test is the game after that, which is against the Utah Jazz on, mm. at the end of the month. Yeah, And th- because that game starts a stretch of like 14 or 15 games against a lot of quality opponents. Yeah. If we can show out in those games and if we can come out 500, 500 or better against all those squads, I think we're going to be in a really, really good spot to succeed this year. And we're, we're going to see this team. Um, we're going to see how far this team can go because right now it's looking really good. I mean, there's, there's nothing there's it's, it's objectively good yeah. to blow out teams in the preseason. And as Steph knows, <laughs> Steph no had ran a little graphic tonight. Uh, and then there, there was another person, I, I, I want to say his name correctly, um, that basically said uh, how important it was uh, or, or kind of the, here we go. It's, um, it's Kostya Med, Medvedovsky, Medvedovsky. He created the Darko uh, metric. Mm-hmm. It was, he, he talked about how preseason, him and Steph in their own separate tweets talked about um, preseason performance and, and if it does ever translate to the to regular season and if so, how, and what Steph basically said was hey, any team that is, was blowing out guys in the preseason, their team wins were usually between 47 and 65 wins in the regular season. So these are quality playoff teams. Yeah. Uh, if you're blowing people out in the regular season and uh, Kostya said, basically you should, whatever your net rating is as a team, 
with that type of performance in the preseason so far, you should raise it by like one and a half points, right? So if you thought the Bulls were going to be a 500 team, a zero net rating, neutral, it should be like you should now like project them to be 1.5. And if they continue, you know, it's going to get higher and higher because of that, that performance. So I know it's a little technical, but it's objectively good that they're doing what they're doing in the preseason. Yeah. We have a lot of reasons to be encouraged and the, the defense, especially, I mean, I was, I knew the offense was going to be there. I knew it's going to be really, really good. I'm impressed at the level of execution at this point with the offense. And on the defensive end, I'm just really impressed at the athleticism of this team and how it's been able to, to fuel their transition offense and get easy buckets. You said it, man. You said all the right things. I, I mean, <laughs> there, like, like the the crazy thing is, like, there's more stuff that we could have pulled. There's, there's more stuff oh, wow. to talk about. That this this team has really played really good basketball. Um, you know, I, I everybody in this chat room, I mean, if you if if you and everybody's gonna listen, um, if you watch these games, you understand like what we're talking about. Like, this isn't like, you know you know, two Bulls fans, like just throwing, you know, just going crazy, you know, about performance. Like th this is like good stuff. Like we, we, we've talked, we showed film. We've, we've talked about why we like what we're, what we've shown. Um, and it's, you know, it's not us like showing clips of like Zach doing 360 dunks and like, Oh my God, he's going to go crazy this year. Oh my God. No we We, we were showing yeah. the process. We're showing like what, they've done differently and why they could be better this season and, and have higher aspirations for themselves. Yeah. Nothing that we showed tonight is unsustainable. Everything we showed tonight, they can do on a nightly basis. It's not like, it's not like someone went off, right? Like Kobe and Zach made eight threes a piece. It's not some like crazy outlier stat yeah. that we can't repeat. Now, as I mentioned, I don't think we're going to average like over 10 steals a game. Maybe yeah. that's not, you know, maybe that stuff is not sustainable, but that type of activity is sustainable. The type of shots they were generating, that's sustainable. Yeah. You know, the type of that those things are sustainable. And if and if they are sustainable and they they do those things on a nightly basis, this is going to be a phenomenally good team. Like it's it's going to be better than a play-in team if they're playing like this every night. There's just no question. Right? So I don't want to get I don't want to get too hyped. I got to, I got to go to bed, you know, like, I don't want to get like <laughs> so excited that I am not able to sleep tonight, but I'm just, I'm just impressed. And I, I can't wait for another game tomorrow. I, I'm a little disappointed. It's against the Cavs again. I know. Right. Uh, like I, I want it to be against the bucks. Or I'll something. tell you, you what know? though, what, what will be pretty cool is we know the Cavs are going to come back like, yo, nah, we're going to give, no, nah, you got to yeah, do us. You're not punking us again. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we could see maybe a little bit more resistance and see what, what can happen. We'll know. Who knows? But Pat and Kobe, we waiting for you guys, man. We, yeah. we, I, I, we can't wait. We can't wait to see you guys at this group, man. Um, Tony Bradley, say, you too. I, right. I say that like they're actually going to listen to this pod. But like, you know, like. Hey, you never we, know. Wendell, Wendell Carter knows who we are. I'm just that's, saying. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm, hey, man. Um, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready for uh, what these guys have going, man. Well, if you guys enjoyed uh, tonight's show, uh, you know, rate, review us on anywhere you get your, your podcast, uh, 
you know, leave likes, comments on our YouTube page. Uh, follow the Barroom Network. Follow us at KLA Hoops at underscore Lara Hoops. Uh, you can follow our our actual podcast account at Bulls One Hundred One Podcast on Twitter. We we try and tweet out our show and and when it comes live and everything. And and it's you know hosted by the Barroom Network. We love doing this. We do it for free. We do it for fun. Right. Uh, we're just we're just Bulls fans who really love it. But we're excited and we appreciate you guys. Um, hanging out with us tonight. We had we had a good crowd that stuck through the whole thing. It's almost two and a half hours here. So I appreciate you guys running through some film with us. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. And if you have any questions, comments, direct it to us. We love talking ball. So seriously. Uh, with that, I think I think we're uh, are you ready to go? Man, I, I would love to still talk about the offense. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like the offense is so crazy. Um, but yeah, no, there's, I, there's always more time next week. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, man, we there's more to talk about. We'll we'll have enough time to talk about it next pod. All right, guys, thanks again for Bulls One Hundred One, Chris and Laro. We are out. <laughs>